Welcome to another episode of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. We got a great episode for you guys tonight. We got Whiskey Eye on the show tonight. She's going to be talking about the US Tour 2022, her travels across the entire United States. We're going to get into some hunting chats, how to buy property. It's a whole big thing. But before we get into that and a whole bunch of other good shit, we got to kick this thing off the way we always do. With my dog crying in the background and with those motherfucking sponsors. First up, we got Chop Cult, the Chopper Hub. Swing on over to chopcult.com, check out the free classified ads, make yourself an account, add yourself to the Brolodex, and make sure you read that motherfucking blog. Next up, we got chopshit.com, run by the one and only Chicken Rick. Hand picked parts from builders across the world, all curated by Rick himself over at chopshit.com stickers, pins, patches, hoodies, chopper goodies and all that low life merch swing on over there and scoop up some good stuff next we got Broadway Customs out there in Englewood, Colorado killer bike nights going on over there, these guys get a full automotive and commercial fabrication facility, 3D printing CNC plasma cutting and a whole lot more Check out what they're doing at broadway.custom.cycles. Next up, we got Lowbrow Customs. Everything you need for the road ahead since 2004. Hit them up on Instagram at Lowbrow Customs or at lowbrowcustoms.com. Next, we got Paco. 52 years in the game is no accident. These guys know what you need for your Harley Davidson motorcycle. Full frames, front ends, headlights, taillights, transmission components, exhaust, and more all over at Paco.com. Next, we got Custom Destruction, making some of the dopest lids in the motherfucking game. You pick the shell color. You pick the trim package, whether it's an LX or an EX helmet. You pick the liner color, and he does custom liners if you don't see something you like on the site already. Hit him up on Instagram at custom destruction and grab yourself the only helmet that makes the ugliest motherfucker look sexy next we got your boy Farrow Fabrication right here in Londonderry, New Hampshire for all of your welding needs just had somebody hit me up this week about doing another Evo soft tail into a hard tail if you are looking to do that some other type of hard tail custom fabrication work you need a jockey shifter made for a cow pie transmission because you can't buy them anywhere else I got what you need. Hit me up on Instagram at Pharaoh. That's F-E-R-R-O Fabrication. And we'll get you sorted out. And then last but not least, we got Black Dog Towing, conveniently located in Epping, New Hampshire. Remember, when your chopper stops going, you call Black Dog Towing. All right. We're not going to take too much time on any filler stuff because we got a great episode with Amy here, so we will go ahead and jump right into it. Enjoy. 
All right, guys, we are live on the phone with Whiskey Eye herself, who is back from the US Tour 2022. Welcome back to the show. So happy to be here. We missed your faces. I was thinking about this the other day. Is this fourth or fifth time? This is, I think, at least fifth, if not 15th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been a few. <laughs> Well, you keep doing cool shit. We keep having to have you back on to talk about it. You went all over the fucking place. All yeah. over. I think I, I, when I got home, I don't know what the total was, but I'm over 8,000 miles on this trip. Yikes. That's a fucking haul. Yeah. I'll trade that bike in soon. Yeah. <gasps> Quiet. How dare you? I hit 50,000 miles on it, though. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, and I bought it with 4,600, so, but I'm already at, I think, 53 and change, so. So you put 50,000 miles on that bike? Since the beginning of 2019. That's how often Loctite changes his brake fluid, I think. (laughs) I don't change my brake fluid. (laughs) 50,000, baby. (laughs) When it all leaks out, that's when I change it. When when the drip stops. How is it holding up? Self-maintenance. I just, I don't want to say anything that like jinxed myself here, but um, that was sheetrock that you just knocked on. No, that's why I hit the frame after, and then the frame was plastic, and then I just gave up. Oh yeah, there's no wood. Fuck no. So it's funny because I hit, um, I hit right when I noticed the fifty thousand mark. I looked down, and I got a gasket popped on the rocker. So oh fuck. Uh, but it's an easy one because I had to replace the the lower ones on two separate occasions already. So. At least it's an easier one to, to swap out, but that's to be expected. So is that two so. top end jobs? Like you to do full like base gaskets on it since? I've already done base gaskets twice, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Well the first one's just with the higher performance and the original like Harley stock gaskets are just those paper things and they're junk and it doesn't do anything. So I had to put the um metal ones in, and I haven't had an issue since then. And I'm sure these top ones are probably just the stock ones also. So, Yeah, those paper ones are also such a bitch to get off if you don't have a vapor honer friend. Yes, it is a lot of uh, scraping and more scraping and my fingernail and stuff. Are you scraping? A lot. A lot. I mean, I don't do anything on this bike myself. Let's get real. Like, there's no, I'm not, <laughs> I'll probably do this, but normally I just send it over to someone who only handles, like, bikes big motorbikes and then i just pick it back up again i can't be trusted on this bike (laughs) listen as i'm learning with having dabbled in mine a little bit it's fucking there's always something and you're like oh a little fucking leak here a little leak there and then you're like maybe i shouldn't fucking touch this huh yeah this this needs to be the bike that's just ready to go so there's there's no there's no room for error in this so so aside from that any other major things that you've had to do on it nope I had to swap a tire out when I was in Montana. Um, I started noticing that if I went over 85 miles an hour, the whole front end just shook back and forth violently. And I finally noticed that when you you wiped your hand down the front of the tire, it was just cupped. It was just like, it was like slaloms or what are they called in skiing when you go over the moguls or something? You can't see my hands, but I'm doing the thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, ah, I should probably get that swapped out. So swapped a tire but otherwise no things it's great i did a fluid change in idaho and 
Interesting. Good. And actually, we didn't we didn't mention it at the at the opening here, but for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what you're riding, just tell them what this bike actually is. Right. How dare 2007 you? 2007 Sportster. <laughs> <laughs> Eight thousand miles. No, uh, it's a 2016 Lowrider S, and I do have Sportsters, but they're not that new. 2007. That's fancy. What size the motor on that thing? Is it bigger than what came from the factory, or you bought it? It's a 117, yeah. So 117. Awesome. 135 horsepower. That's fucking awesome. I love it so much. So yeah, take us through basically this. You were at the time up in New York when you left, right? Leaving from, left from New York this time. Yep. Um, and. Initially, the plan was just to head west and take my time and get out to Sturgis. Um, and then as it got closer, of course, things popped up. So Fuel Cleveland was actually the Saturday that I was leaving. Um, and so it was like, oh, well, Rick's going to be out there and some other folks going to be out there. Like, I'll go to Fuel Cleveland. I've never been. So I left after work on a Friday, finished up work around 5, got on the road about 6 p.m., I was going to stop halfway and like sleep at a rest stop and then go the morning, but I'm not good at morning. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. The weather was decent. So I just rode straight from Long Island to Cleveland in one shot. Um, and I'm on my way there and uh, Littlefoot, Tyler J. Petrie, uh, was going to be there too. And we have been trying to meet in person literally for years. We've, he's like one of my dear friends and we've never met each other in real life. And so we started joking that, the universe was conspiring to keep us apart. And then if we were going to try that, like that event would get canceled. But um, he was like, I knew we had a hotel there. And I was like, hey, do you have room for me? Like crash on the floor or whatever. Text me back. Yep, no problem. Uh, just like, you know, text me or call me when you get there. And I'll set an alarm for that time-ish. Because I wasn't going to get there to like 2.30 in the morning. He's like, I'll come, I'll come down and let you in. And what he doesn't tell me, I thought he just had a hotel room by himself. I didn't know he like gonna have anyone with him yeah woman with him who doesn't know me either a lady of the night 2 30 in the morning just like lets me in and i pop in i'm like i didn't know you had somebody with you like i'm like cramping your style <laughs> you know like but uh she was actually, like no no she'll be gone in the morning <laughs> no it's like she's fantastic you like has met this really dope woman who's like in school to be a doctor and just like super hot shit but um she was like, how do you know that she's not like a serial killer? He's like, no, no, all my friends know her. It's fine. So, <laughs> and show up like this. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so that was good. We got to hang out and spend some time together. And um, Fuel Cleveland was awesome. This was like this. This was July, I think July 28th I left or 29th, something like that. And already the temperatures were like pushing the 90s at that point. So you got to Fuel Cleveland and it's just you. the heat was like over the top um and i'm only mentioning this now because this becomes a theme (laughs) throughout the strip um but it was it was really really fucking hot but it was it was really cool at outside this year at this farm and lots of parking it was a cool van set up there a lot of great bikes and um i got to hang out with um i don't know if you guys know danny if you've come across him in your travels or not swiss cheeks he's out of pennsylvania but he he races flat track and mini bikes and um, originally from New Hampshire, um, but he was there too. So we got to hang out for a bit and catch up. And um, what is what the vibe of that show like? Is it similar to like uh, Cheap Thrills when it was at the station there, or is it 
more of like a outdoor thing? It's all outdoors, so everyone's tents, you know, the vendor tent set up all over the place, and the it's sort of like an alleyway of, of vendors. Um, so it's like the parking on the lawn, the vans on the lawn. You go down the alleyway of vendors, then you get out to the big field where there's some more vendors around the outside, and then like a couple beer stations, food trucks, and the bikes. Um, yeah, I don't know. If I'm trying to think of like what we would go to that might be similar, but almost like um, the thing that used to happen in Worcester, but like way better and way bigger. Gotcha. Oh, that's awesome. There was like outdoor setup. Yeah, it was really cool. So I got yes, to be there. Long Island to Cleveland. It took you how long? I don't know. I think it was like almost 500 miles, maybe. That's a good, that's a good So I use this app called you leave. Ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you get... I like riding long distances. It's like you just kind of get to zone out in your head and time just sort of like stops mattering. Uh, it looks like, okay, yeah, it was 501 miles. It took me just over eight hours to do. After work, too. So you work a whole day and then come back and you're like, all right, now I'm going to ride for eight hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's fine. It's, a, it's an easy shot. It's just that like Pennsylvania highway. Some of the like longer two lane straight highways, there's literally nothing to look at. It's just boring. So I'm just going to kind of like put a podcast on or music or whatever. And that works. You got but like speakers in the helmet? Yeah. Yeah. Talk I don't know. It. I don't know if I could do it. I could do it without it, but I wouldn't want to. I really wouldn't want to. I do 50-50, like, you know, listening to stuff and, and quiet. Yeah. That would be a fucking game changer to have the headphones one. I've never had that in inside like a full face, especially where it's like super quiet in there, other than what you're listening to. I feel like that would be huge. I don't yeah. think I would like it. No. I get you know, nervous. It, like if I can't hear my bike, I get nervous. It's breaking. Don't worry. I've tried <laughs> listen, I've tried to ride with like um what are those fucking things called? Headphones? Yeah. And I've literally made it like a mile and I was like, I gotta fucking take these things out. Like, I need to hear the bike. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I used to ride the headphones, and I, when I used to wear my little, like, brain bucket, and I'd put a bandana around my ears to hold them in, so I could listen to music or whatever, but once you have the center, it's definitely a game changer. That's just one ear, right? Nope. Oh, it's both. So you definitely are not hearing shit. No, you still can. I mean, the helmet's pretty loud, and, you know, I'm hard of hearing anyway, and so there's only, there's really only one maybe two podcasts i can listen to when i'm riding where it's clear enough that i can actually understand the words otherwise i just listen to music for the most part and is one know, of the mediator no Come on. <laughs> good, one, though. good one though so um yeah so i got to meet up with tyler which is super exciting and then from there i did a bunch of stops I met up with a co-worker in Columbus and actually went to the land grant brewery where the greasy dozen was the year that we were all out there. Oh, sick. Um, so I popped through there and then just kept heading west. I have friends in Illinois that I usually stay with when I go across that way. Um, and I used Funk a biker a few times on this trip. Um, we used what? So I was going through Iowa and I was like, Funk a biker? I we talked about that. this before. You just like stay with strangers <laughs> that are motorcycles. Amy, are you linked up with quick. Tyler J. Petrie? <laughs> <You're> just... 
Hey, yeah. on greasy on the greasy dozen uh, thing, does it make you sad that my greasy dozen group broke greasy dozen forever? I know it's <laughs> it's it's such a bummer that it stopped, and I hope I hope at some point they'll find a way to either bring it back or do something similar, but. It was really kind of crazy that like it went down the way it did, and then like all of a sudden it stopped, and we were like, "Okay, we broke the greasy dozen." Because <laughs> yeah, we started making that joke too greasy to dozen because they wouldn't have the fucking the party because of COVID, and right. like legitimately they just shut that shit down afterwards. Yeah. I think after you know two years of not being able to do stuff like that, like your priorities shift. You know, you you find other ways to spend your time, and like you know right. things start taking up space. But it is a bummer because that's even on this trip, I've met up with folks that I met through Greasy Dozen. You know, yeah. like the, the amount of like expansion of our network that happened because of that. I, I'm sad for people that they don't have that opportunity. I'm ho- hopefully they'll come back. Something similar. You could but, do it. Yeah, I got enough to do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even maintain B3 right now. Um, so from there, I went, I went to Dubuque, Iowa, which is somewhere I've never been. It just happened to be on the way. Um, hit up a guy who lived there, Funko Biker. He was like, I get my house is full right now. Um, I was like, all right, cool. Well, I got a hotel. Um, do you know any good bars in the area? Um, he's like, well, actually I own one. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> so went to this like local bar, had some drinks on the house, met some folks. It was great. We hung out for a while, shot the shit, turned them onto your podcast, obviously. Um, and then the next day, on my way out, um, there's a Great River Road, which goes all along the Mississippi River, heading north towards Minneapolis. Um, and so he brought me along that road and kind of showed me some of these back roads. And like, you think about Iowa and you just think flat and nothing. But this one particular, the the boundary of that river was like breathtakingly beautiful, like tight turns, gorgeous views, little towns, like it was really cool. So that was a, a fun little stopover and that was on my way to see eric e rapaport up in minneapolis and i went to stay with him for a couple days oh shit the king of breaking trail himself (laughs) i'm imagining there's frames everywhere there's angles drawn on the walls a lot of math yeah exactly that a lot of math it was like uh you know like a brilliant mind or whatever like the windows are all drawn out equations and complicated (laughs) stuff like that yeah So that was really great. He actually had an RV in the yard and I got to stay in that. And I was still working at this point. So as I'm riding west for this week, I'm still working. So I'm working during the day and then riding after work hours or whatever. God, I don't know how you put miles like that down at night. Riding at nighttime is like the one like thing that it. I hate doing. It's, I, you, know, when the, it's, you don't just think deer, like when you're ripping down the highway, like, well, hopefully a fucking deer doesn't jump out. <laughs> the deer I do, that is a concern. And so I will definitely moderate my speed depending on and where I am. So Especially start, like Iowa. Yeah, getting out that way, I start to shift my riding behaviors a little bit. Um, but, you know, I mean. We'll make you one of those. You know, we're going to do. Fun, those, <laughs> yeah, right. Amy, I'm actually, <laughs> a little up, yeah. I'm actually a little upset with you, Amy. Why are you upset with me, Loctite? Because Rob always sends me nature photos when you guys are on the road, and you never send me pictures of deer, elk, bison. Rob, should I be sending you nature photos? Okay, I didn't know. All right, I need to see these animals across the country. I've even got videos of pronghorn from Rob. Yep, I am. I was going to put together. I I have so much footage from this trip. I'm trying to put together like 
little themed videos and one of them is like just the wildlife of this trip because actually yes. there was what like the stuff that we saw together and separately on this trip was like unbelievable i mean it really really was so um yes okay i'll add it to my list i don't use my phone that much when i'm on the road honestly because i'm just like doing well, other things that thing so. where you can just like click your helmet and it takes pictures and all that shit it does but that has to be uploaded to my computer so i have to pull the memory uh... card to upload it so that takes a little bit longer to do um but so i'm going to eric's place i think like oh so nice that the camp was set up whatever he didn't tell his wife that i was coming to stay he like, oh yikes ask her in yeah. advance so she was very gracious <laughs> she was very gracious all considering and she's she's really really a cool chick it just i was like eric why wouldn't you like and maybe it's because she just would have said like no <laughs> but yeah, uh no way yeah probably but, um, you know, I, I got to meet her and, and his girls and his family is wonderful. And one of his daughters is definitely going to be like a garage chick. Like she wants to come out and see what he's doing and help out with stuff and go to the car shows. And um, he had a new puppy. So a little Rottweiler puppy and then his pit mix. And so it was a good time. I actually had I had to put new shocks on the bike because like if you look at the bottom, of my exhaust is like scraped down to the point where there's almost a hole in it. And I'm going to catch and tip like so i had to put taller shocks on so now i've got taller shocks so i did that at his place and that was great so i, I shipped the shocks to his house they weren't going to get here in time and then did the swap and then shipped the old shocks back to new york oh you're saving and, uh, the old ones too yeah i mean they'll be here i'll put them on something else or if anybody wants stock harley shocks hit me up sell them to you real cheap you know whatever gotta be so nice to do shocks oh. in the shop and not on the side of the road yeah, I mean, it was pretty close. We had to kind of, we're a little creative in our tool usage. So this is trying to find things all over the place, but we got it done. So, um, gotcha. yeah, so that was good. So I was, I was there with him. And uh, again, another, I mean, he's been listening to you guys almost since day one, I feel like oh, yeah. he's been one of the oldest listeners, right? So it's so funny when you go to someone's place and it's like, you already know them, right? Like you've talked, you've, like your lives are intertwined in certain ways, you know, these things, but then you meet them in real life for the first time. And it's, it's just an interesting experience, you know, like it's something that is unique to our generation where you could have these folks that you have these online friendships. It's very cool to be able to just step into like the other side of the screen and then like, oh, well, this is like one of my, this is one of my homies and they're all the way across the country here. Kind yeah, because like, you know, it's like a, that never gets when old. we're kids. That's like what we're told not like, you don't, Get from anybody online. You do not talk to people on the internet. Right? Don't get in a stranger's car. Now we just call them and we're like, hey, stranger. Yeah, can I stay at your place? Yeah. <laughs> that too. yeah. I know. It's, you know, it's really funny because I see, you know, you look at Instagram, social media, that's really all I use, but like people talking about safety on the road and like don't post where you're at the moment that you're there and you don't do the stranger thing and like, I kind of do the opposite. It's like the the people that you meet and like the way that the motorcycle community works. Like, yeah, of course, there's always going to be some sketchballs out there and you have to watch out for, I don't know, serial killers or like whatever, but like the likelihood of that is very slim. And I think, you know, not like caution to the wind. You have to have a little common sense, but sometimes like meeting up with strangers or like you're at a coffee shop and you, you're a bar and you meet someone who rides in the area and you go for like a rip or whatever. I don't know. I think if you shut down all of those opportunities, you're missing out on a lot. So, I mean, if you talk to someone on Instagram for four years, you're in a better spot than you are 
how many times people go meet someone at a bar and get drunk and go home and hook up? Like that's not any safer, you know, at least. Yeah. At least you know a little more like the fact that these people are known in our community. Like it's not just you who've talked to them. It's you've talked to them. I've talked to them. We've all talked to them and agree like, oh yeah, I've been talking to that guy forever. And so it's like multiple vettings all going on at the same time. Somebody would have said something. Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's we've seen that evidenced over time, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna name any names, but we we we've all been through that, right? So, um, yeah. yeah. So that it was really cool. But so I I left his place and I'm on my way. So I was trying to check off some states I hadn't ridden through. So I had not ridden through Minnesota before. So cross that off the list. I was that close to North Dakota. I've never ridden through North Dakota. So I'm like, all right, I want to cross that off the list. So I hit up Funka Biker find a random pin on the map somewhere in the like northeast corner of South Dakota and I was like hey like I'm coming through the area do you have a spot for me to sleep and he's like oh I have a tiny house on this lake I'm not there right now but you're welcome to use it so here's the address the lockbox code here's where the keys are let yourself in make yourself at home <laughs> I'm like Damn. okay great so get this gorgeous tiny house cute little deck overlooking a lake like in south dakota and out there there's there's like this weird little pocket where these all these like scenic lakes or whatever um and i got to set up there for a night which is very cool um and then you know that's bunker biker is free so you can't charge for it it's just a it's a network of folks that open up their house to people um and they'll and they'll put on the map and i you know it's so funny i would love to create like a like a homey map of sorts like not necessarily bunker biker but like people in our network that travel and because you can look on there it's like um do they have a spare room a shower can you camp in their yard um do they have tools do they have a lift do they have a trailer do, are they just there to is their pin just oh, to be a local guide like all you should design a low life app i'll build it for you I, <laughs> i've been thinking about it. it's funny because i built a temporary like a smaller one for myself when i first started coding that was my like passion project for graduation was an app like that um and there's some other ones out there, but it is, it is super handy because you just pull up the map and it's like, okay, I can get here in four hours. Are there any pins? Is anyone going to put me up? You just shoot them a text and, you know, either they're around or they're not. So, and Garrett's, it's funny because Garrett was using it even before we met. Um, and once I had invited him to come stay with my family, that first weekend after we met him at Deadbeat, we both realized we had been using Bunker Biker and like new people in common because of that. So what's Garrett's it's handle? A, it's a cool thing. Dumb Rush. Oh, Dumb Rush. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. did him just recently. Hey, Scooter Wild Man, our son. He definitely um, sounds like a super cool dude. We got to, we, I was talking to him at Deadbeat too. We got to get an episode with him for sure. He's been quite a few places on that fucking scooter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I probably, I don't even know how many people I told on this trip that I forced them to open their Instagram app and follow Garrett. Just because I've been so delighted by watching all these ridiculous Listen, shenanigans. When I seen that fucker rolling through Epping on that pink scooter, I was like, <laughs> I can't even explain. It felt like I seen a unicorn for the first time. I was like, <laughs> I've been watching you ride this fucking thing across the country, and now you're in my town. Dude. With a pink basket. It's <laughs> my favorite part. And he's With like a passenger. Yeah, With I a passenger. Believe- I'm like, I know. This poor scooter. <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah it's pretty fantastic so all right where am i at so south dakota at, yep 
looking North for North Dakota. So get a place to stay, whatever, pack up the next morning. And I'm set on going to North Dakota to get coffee. So I can at least say I've been in North Dakota. Everyone's like, well, why would you go to North Dakota? There's literally nothing. There's nothing there. There's, there's absolutely nothing there. So I'm like, I get it. So I'm up over the border. I find a coffee shop. Coffee shop is run by a woman who literally lives in the coffee shop. It's a community center that she's like loaned out. There's, I don't know, like 23 people in this town. And you like you drive through some of these towns and the population sign. One of them said five. Holy po- shit. Population five. And I was like, you, you gotta be kidding me. Like you can't actually just have actually five people. But that's one house. Yeah. It's one house. And that so that's my thing. Then my then my brain is like, okay, so yeah, okay, five, but then like, do they live together? These five individual people, like what happens when one dies? Did they fix that sign? Like Oh yeah, it was so it was I took a note. It was Vernon, South Dakota, population five. So that was just damn crazy. One yeah. of them so, put the sign up. Probably. <laughs> That's like the roads guy. Yeah. Somebody there, there was, the treasury. <laughs> yeah. Probably all of the things, right? Yeah. Not, not yeah. A lot so of people to wear the hats. There was another town I was in in Idaho and I pulled into this coffee shop and it said like, whatever, whatever, population 24. And then it had a red line through it and then wrote 23. Oh my God. <laughs> I, just wow. think I needed another story and no one, no one, I got distracted at the coffee shop and ended up talking about something else. But yeah, it just, the population sides are like one of those little things that crack me up on, on these trips. But so I pop in this random cafe, this, this woman, um, her name is Son. She's from Thailand originally, runs this coffee shop, breakfast, lunch, dinner place. It's only open for a few hours. That serves the 23-person population in that area and, like, the farmhands that come through. And it's, like, what I say, it's, like, in the downtown, there's a corner store uh, that's also a bar, this community center, two other, like, weird buildings, some silos, and then literally nothingness. There's nothing. So how many miles would you think like the town is? I don't know. Cause some of them are really big. They're because they're the, they cover a lot of land. You've got branches and, and farms that are covering acres and acres and acres out there. Right. But like the downtown is like three active buildings and then six that are papered over. I mean, yeah, it's I definitely wild in the case. It's just wild yeah. to think that that few people inhabit that much space, like total acreage, you know? Yeah. And it's so common. Like it's, it really is like stepping into a different universe the more out West you go and you get some of those more remote areas. Like when you're off the interstates, you know, it's like the large majority of our country is living a completely different experience than what we're living being this close to any major cities. It's really, really, it's an, it's an interesting, the number of people on this trip out West who are from these like smaller towns that were like, Oh my God, New York. Like, isn't it really dangerous out there? Like they honestly have this like media vision of New York being you should like, be like yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would tell the craziest stories. Like, yeah, I almost time. got killed on my way here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting what, what people's, you know, if you don't really leave your area, you have these assumptions about things that you, you should just be true. like next time somebody asks you that, you should be like, Have you ever seen gangs of New York? Because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I'll have to watch that because I haven't seen gangs of New York. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So check North Dakota off the list. I don't really have a strong desire to go back there because there really wasn't anything. And I think it's just like, no, obviously it's Northern South Dakota, but South Dakota doesn't have much until you get out West either. So um, at this point, 
I'm heading to Sturgis and I think that I'm staying at Ian's house. Y'all might remember uh, Ian, which yes, and now he's changed his name, but you know, he was on way back and um, put me up last time I, or when I went through 2019. Um, so my plan was to stay at his shop again for a couple of days until Rob got out there and we could head over to Sasha's cycles where we were going to stay for the week. Um, then Ian got called to work and had to leave town and there would be no way for me to get into the shop. Um, and at this point when it's 106 degrees outside, like it's not, um, it's not cool. It is nice dry. the hottest it has ever, ever been like we're baking. So I'm on, I'm an hour and a half from Sturgis and I stopped and got an Airbnb for the night. <laughs> like I couldn't, cause I was getting into interior and that's it's like the start of the Badlands. Um, and it was just too hot. Like I was pulling over it. I just stopped about every 45 minutes to completely drink like a liter of water and like um, an electrolyte pack. And the last time that I stopped, people were actively having heat stroke at the rest stop. Like the rest stop wasn't even that big, the building inside, but it was air conditioned. People were just like laying all over the place because it was too hot to even continue. It was wow. like not used because it'd been that hot for several days. And so there's, there's been no rain. The highway has just been baking and absorbing that heat. Your bike is throwing the heat. Everybody's headed to Sturgis. And the, like the wind itself is hot. Like there isn't even any relief. doesn't matter how fast you're going. Like you're wearing nothing. Like it was so overwhelming. So this is the first time in my life I've stopped and like changed my route or my like plan because of the weather. Like ever. It was that hot. It was completely unmanageable. It took me like two days to catch up hydration wise. It was I, it's like, I can't for days. And so you're out there, there's like no trees, there's no shade. Um, but I hit up uh, um, some friends from Colorado and I knew they were already there and they actually had a campground that had trees and I only had a hammock. So hooked up with them and I ended up, we ended up staying there and camping there all week um, rather than camping downtown on the strip. Um, this place called Bulldog Creek Campground it was 20 bucks a night super clean laundry showers a little restaurant drinks like um it was it was very cool so and some people we knew were already staying there um do you guys know danger dan yeah yeah so i guess like one of the owners is his former neighbor or something so he was there ethan country grammar was staying there except mike was staying there um so that kind of worked out and then rob got there Sunday night um, and I was down at the Buffalo Chip with our friend Beardo and some folks from the Wall of Death, the Ives brother, Wall of Death was there um, and we're friends with a lot of those guys and um, the Letter Tramp, Sarah, I don't know if you guys have ever met her, but she works for the Wall as well. So we got to go down there and hang out with them and um, we had to have like a bracelet to get in the buffalo chip like it's like a bazillion dollars if you want to stay there and be surrounded by exactly what you think the type of person that's like a, a stereotypical surgeon goer a lot of bedazzles a lot of <laughs> the rhinestone cowboys of, like 82 year olds <laughs> you know like i wish i mean it's it is amazing it, and it's exactly everything that you think it would be like the cool thing about surgeons is like doesn't matter what you're into, you'll find like there's 20% of Sturgis that is that thing. So you'll really? find your people, no matter what your crowd is, 
yep, it's there. It's somewhere because it's spread out too. So you've got, we were at the drag strip watching races one night. We met a guy who's like in his 60s maybe and FXRs were his jam. Him and his friends come out here and they stay in the state forest halfway between like Spearfish and Sturgis. And they've got like campers out in the wilderness. They like rip their dirt bikes through the woods and they come into town for the other stuff. And I mean, you really, you can find, you can find anything. So um, yeah, it's, it was, it was a quite the experience. It's, it was definitely worth going to at least one time. Um, and some crazy shit went down and some sad stuff went down, but we were at the, uh, the lead sled pool party one day. Yeah. Um, so I, went and did a ride and some like photo shoot stuff with first manufacturing and they're right out of, out of New York here on Long Island. Um, and, and my friend Savannah works for them. And so we did like a shoot or whatever. And so like, let's go to this pool party after right in downtown Deadwood. They have this, this outlaw square that live music and pool party. So they do a belly flop contest. It's a three foot pool. It's a three foot above ground pool, maybe, maybe four feet either way, not very deep. And they do a belly flop contest and they like get everyone from the crowd to donate money to like up the prize. And then they have a, like a bucket lift and they do 10 feet over the water. Yikes. So like what could go, what could go wrong? There. You know? Well, yeah. Did somebody miss the pool? So, <laughs> yeah. I was surprised. This was the second day they did it. The first day they did it, our friend Kickstart Mike who's in his seventies, won the belly flop contest. It's epic. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, you're supposed to really arch your back, belly first. Nope, this guy does some sort of, like, weird pointing thing and head and shoulders go in first, hits the bottom, and just immediately, I'm doing a dead body imitation on the camera here, but just, like, oh, shit. just, like, completely goes limp. And, you know, we're all standing in the pool, like, around it. And um, so, like, someone, like, dove in and dragged him up or whatever, and they, like, throw him over the edge of the pool, and they call the ambulance, and it's like, well, only his prize money is just going to go to the ambulance, because that was not an expense he thought he was going to pay. Did he did wake up. Him. He could, yeah, he, he was able to walk on his own. So, like, thank oh, God. Because he, he didn't have a fun. broken neck. No, we were so nervous. Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think he just got a concussion and probably pretty sore, which he's lucky, but... Yeah, so they, they shut that down after the, the, the mood kind of uh, took a bit of a dive after that. It went from a nice jovial afternoon to like, oh, I'm going to get out of the pool for a while and just kind of oh, I like that one, though. Some mellow out. Uh-huh. Took a dive, huh? <laughs> yeah. Love just, it. Oh, yeah, that was so that was a that was an interesting thing there. Um, Sturgis also has a thing called Camp Zero, which is like a separate area yeah um and sasha cycles and sasha and Lindsay own sasha cycles downtown motorcycle shop they really focus on older harley davidson's um they sponsor this like rodeo games basically and then dump truck is the one who emcees it so awesome oh Um, and you know, I just think I can do anything, which is not true, but I still always give it a try. And I like really crush it. I did really well. I handled the bike rate, dirt bike, take it the corners, the whole thing on the third barrel. I just went around the wrong side and realized I couldn't put my foot down and use my rear brake. So I was going the other way. 
and I just high sided the bike. <laughs> bike was ass over tea kettle. I go ass over tea kettle, and holy uh, shit, just like tucked and rolled and popped right up and was like, I'm good, I'm good. Picked the bike back up, cranked things back into shape, and rode it the rest of the way out of there. But uh, I was pretty beat up for a couple of days. Definitely, uh, muscles are pretty jacked up after that. I was like, please don't let me break my collarbone again. I can't do it. But <laughs> oh, God. I think it like I think it it like rebuilt extra solid. You know, like all the bone scar tissue. So now it's like super strong. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So that's yeah, that was a whole thing. And I I've got pictures of that. I gotta put up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I went to my sister house in montana after surgery and she's a doctor and she like poked at it second like, yeah, you're probably fine so i figured we're good it's been about a month now so i didn't uh, know you had a sister that was a that was a lot of fun met some really cool folks over there mm-hmm. yeah she's out in montana in great falls she's badass badass in a different way yeah that's uh, wild does she ride too no she doesn't um we were joking about really how we got Shovel Sam was rolling with us to Deadbeat, and he's a nurse. And usually, nurses are the first ones to tell you how you, they know so many people who have died on bikes. And he's like, "I'm gonna do an open primary with mids and slip shoes." <laughs> Just a totally different style. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They usually are the ones. Oh, donor cycles. You know, she's not an asshole, so she doesn't pull that shit. But a lot of a lot of other people do for sure. Um. Yeah, so Sturgis was great. We did a lot of riding. Rob hadn't been out there before, so we got to do a lot of the same roads. Um, we got to see Wild Buffalo for the first time up pretty close. Got some footage of it, like, running across in front of my bike. And um, they're just so big. They're so big. Like, they just, they're, you think they're, they're really big, and you get up close, and they're even bigger than you think. And people are really dumb. Like, there's signs everywhere. Because people get gored by them every year. Every year, people are getting gored by them because they think that they can go pet them. I was just watching and, something on that today where, like, people are getting fucked up at Yellowstone. Like, uh, like record yes. high of yes. people getting fucked up. People are idiots. We saw it. There was the biggest one I've ever seen, ever, 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 where, like, there's, like, a little pull-off, you know, in the park. We're in Custer, Custer State Park, I think. And um, there's, like, this wildlife loop where you, you see all sorts of cool stuff. So it's, like, it's, I mean, it's gigantic. It's it's the size of a bus, like it's stupid big. And it's just kind of like laying down behind a bush. The people are, when I tell you people are getting up, so they're just on the other side of the bush. So there's just a few soft branches between you and a thousand pound animal that could gore you in a heartbeat. And like, there's signs everywhere. Do not pet the fluffy cows, like, you know, danger, death. Like there's every possible way to let you know you should not mess with these things. People are just right, right up in there. Like no fucks given. I had my helmet camera on the whole time for that because I was like, if someone's going to get fucked up, I'm going viral with this. Like, Yeah, I'm getting all the clicks. <laughs> yeah, like, I I mean, it really it's mind-blowing when you know what they could do and people are still getting that close to them. It's, it's They're just so big. They're fucking huge. You got to send me that <laughs> video because that's on my bucket list is to see a buffalo. And if you got a close, a fairly close-up video, I definitely want to see that shit. Yeah, I do. And I, I can just like text them right over to you. But the uh, one of them were coming up out of we're in the Grand Tetons that day, I think, or Yellowstone, one or the other. And it was just on the side of the road. Like, I was afraid to go past it. Like Rob went first. And then like, I waited until there was nothing in front so that I could like kind of go real fast. Because I mean, you're like four feet away from it at that point. Four feet is not very far. Like, you could see the 
dirt and dust falling off it with every step it took like that close. I mean, it was, Holy you know, you're, you're just like afraid it's going to like turn to you and, you know, cause they're fast. They don't look fast. They are. And we were that close to an elk also. So locked head. I'm assuming Rob sent, Rob you sent picture me pictures of, that, of so many animals. Dude, the, the elk was like the largest one. Oh yeah. He definitely sent me that one. He's like, this is the biggest wild. elk I've ever seen. Yeah. And it was just, <laughs> Just right on the side of the road, just like eating grass, like not a care in the world. Yeah, it's it's out there. The amount of wildlife you can see is like amazing. So yeah, so Sturgis was Sturgis was great. We had a lot of fun. It was really fucking hot. Um, no broken bones, so that was good. And then Rob had to go back to New York to work for a few days. And I was going to keep heading west. So he left his bike at Ian's place. And Ian brought him to the airport in Rapid City. So he got home that way. And then in a week, he was going to fly back out, get his bike, and meet me somewhere outside of Yellowstone. So I left Montana. I mean, I left Sturgis and went to Montana. Um, and <laughs> this is probably the low, the low point of the trip. And I'm, I'm sure people are going to be like, it's really no big deal. But I got my first speeding ticket of my life. And the rage that I'm still carrying about this situation is like, like I speed a lot. I ride recklessly all the time. This was not one of those times. Like it literally just come off the mountain. The weather went from bright, hot, sunny middle of the afternoon to like pitch black, hail, wind, full terror, no reception. I'm like looking at the animals because the sky's a weird color to see like if there's a tornado coming and I should be worried because like, you know, are the cows looking concerned and deer were bolting across the road every two feet like I've never ever gone through deer like that ever so it's like all these things at once I'm like I'm a little unsettled I need to get myself off this mountain into a town I'm not going to make it as far as I want tonight I get into town and I'm like trying to outrun this storm to go get food before I turn in for the night and I get fucking pulled over for doing 40 and a 30 and it's a that's some bullshit huh it's two lanes of traffic on each side and a turning lane in the middle but it's 30 miles an hour and I was doing 40. So she pulls me over and it's like, Oh, like, where are you going? Whatever. She runs my plates. Um, so everything came back clean. I'm like, yep, I know. Like, I just told you, like, have you looked at the sky? I just got freaked out by this weather, whatever. Literally writes me a fucking $125 ticket. So I'm like, but her full name is on the ticket. So I did a whole lot of research. I have her home address and I'm going to be trolling the fuck out of her for a very long time. If anyone has any other ideas, she's been signed up for every religion that will never leave you alone. Scientologist, she's in there now. And then I'm going to send my, you can't send cash for the ticket, but I'm going to send 125 individual money orders that just say fuck you on every single one of them. Like, okay, fucking wild. There you go. I'm so <laughs> mad about the next, it. The next level here. I love it. So angry. Like it's, it's, and it's because like, I actually didn't know why she pulled me over. I really didn't know why she pulled me over. I was like, why am I getting pulled over? Like literally I'm just like going down the street to go get food. Like was not doing anything I shouldn't have been doing. And it was probably like, I started from a light accelerated. That was it. So I'm full of rage and fury. Especially if you've never gotten one and that's what you get it for. Right. Right. So that's frustrating. Whatever fuck her she was like 12 years old ridiculous <laughs> anyway so i'm gonna work on letting that go probably not but uh i did eventually make it to montana i got to just cause trouble with my sister all over the place um 
some some casual crimes were committed and we made it into the news, which was really exciting. I'm not going to post about any of that because we don't want know it was us, but we had some shenanigans going on. Tattoo, while we were out there, we, we got matching cockroaches with bedazzles on them. Um, <laughs> Fuck yeah. And, uh, <laughs> was it a place uh, that you knew? Yeah. Ended up, ended up heading west from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, she, her, one of the women she works with at the hospital is also a tattoo artist. And that was her place that's she worked nice. at. So that's awesome. Guy there. Squeeze us in after hours. Yeah. No, it was cool. And it was like, I don't know, like $80 or something, 60 bucks. I don't know. It was a good deal. Um, so I went from there to Missoula. I was gonna go up to um to see Hawk and Gate in that vintage technologies that was originally the plan. Um, but I turned out getting I was gonna get up there on a Saturday and they were not there, they wouldn't have been back until Monday, and so I had to let that plan go. Um, but I was at Montgomery Distillery in Missoula, which is they come to they've come to Wild Rabbit before and they've set up stuff there. Um they have amazing, amazing whiskey and I wanted to get out there and see it. So I actually got to go to the distillery, have some drinks. One of the guys there turned me on to some different routes. And um, that brought me all along Route 12, along the top of Idaho, which is like stunningly beautiful. Like probably my top three favorite states now, Idaho, after spending as much time as, as we did there. It was uh, just, it just looks fake. It looks like you're driving through a movie scene that somebody curated for you it's not even real wilderness this is the one i that i responded to your story on you had posted one picture where i was like holy shit that looks cg it might have been because that like that is what it looks like there i'm on this river like it just yeah I found a, some some hot springs and and then i was i'm camping on the river and it's like very clear that people are living on these like state-sponsored campsites because I pull in and I'm like looking for sites. It's clear these people have been here for months. Like their RVs are like in the ground. This is not like a casual camping trip. This is like last resort. And so I pull into this one place and I like, just because my bike is so top loaded, I'm not driving down into by the river until I know what the terrain is like. So I like park it up at the top, walk down. I walk down this first hill and it's like, it's almost dusk at this point. Like I need to find a spot. There's no, I haven't had service for hours. I won't have service for hours. And this like old man just like trots out from his little camper or whatever. It's like, oh, great spots over here. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take one of them. That's great. It's so, like I find a nice spot, whatever. I pull in immediately, like moth to a flame, like right over to my site. Ask them about the bike, ask them about the trip. Where are you from? Where are you going? What are you doing? Like PSA, like don't ask a woman by herself in the woods all of the questions about herself because she does not want to tell you. Like it That's was so <laughs> awkward. And like you know how you meet people and, and there's a difference, right? There's a, okay, you just met someone and they're like friendly and they, you know, maybe they ride too and they're curious about the bike. And then there's someone who just like wants to get you talking so they can then complain about their life to you for like a half hour. It was one of those. It was like, oh, your bike. I used to have a pan head. I lost it. And I got screwed out of my business for $4,000. like on this rant about like basically why he's in the woods. He wants to get to Alaska. And I'm just like, Sir, I have not even taken the first bungee off of my bike yet. Like, I really need you to just leave me alone. It was, it was, he, and he just, he just kept coming back. Like, I would have, I wanted to like sit outside, maybe have a fire, like read my book, have a beer. Nope, couldn't. I had to like pretend to go to bed because he wouldn't leave me alone. And I was like, 
okay, I'm going to do my stuff now. Like, nice to see you. Just, just kept coming back. Would leave and then come back, leave and then come back. Wake up in the morning, right back over. It was like, it's fucking exhausting. Know, it's super annoying. You just want to like vibe. And it's like, leave me alone. <laughs> and you can't be rude. Like, cause that's the thing too. It's like, I don't know this guy. Like, it's very possible that I could tell him to go fuck himself and he'll be upset. And then he's going to murder me in the middle of the night. I'm in a hammock. Like, what am I going to do? So yeah, it's always like a, fine line of like not to piss somebody off but also be like very clear that you don't want them to be over there hanging out with you or bothering you but it's kind of a bummer because like the spot was really nice and i really kind of want to just like online for the day and enjoy the spot but i had to just like go to sleep and get up and pack up right away and just get out of there because you just wouldn't stop coming over that is that is a something i never thought about i don't think i've ever had uh i think the the most we ever saw was keith at that point, and killed himself later but we he kind of took himself out of the equation <laughs> locked well, actually i don't think you were there for that one that was on it was your so uh, funny as i was <laughs> after your wedding dude oh. you went to that camp it was your wedding yeah that was a wild one okay oh, i think of keith often i do yeah i think well, of keith every time i watch my wedding video on youtube because it's dedicated to him for some reason <laughs> Oh, that's I've not seen this video on YouTube, and now I'm. How have I not seen that? You haven't seen my wedding video on YouTube? No. You want Chopper Fisher put it out? I must have seen. I don't know. I have to look for it because that's amazing. That's hysterical that he put that in there. Yeah, dude, firework blew up in his. He's so fucking funny. Straight up in the campsite. Yeah, dude's dead. Yeah. 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 So that big bang is in my wedding video, and then it just cuts and says, "Rest in peace, Keys." Holy fuck! Never it's like seen this. you hear like the explosion, and then everybody starts yelling, "Keith, are you okay?" And then it just cuts and it says, "Rest in peace, Keith." I'm like, sick, dude. I've never seen this. <laughs> I was lying out seeing this video. God, you're both you're both terrible friends. Yeah, yeah. seriously. No, I, now we need to. Well, because so like I'm jumping around here, but when I was in Tennessee, I was horseback riding, and they gave me the chainsaw, so my horse was loaded with a chainsaw, and I thought Keith would have been really impressed with that because it was like. Tactical to the next it. level, right? He really would have. I thought of him about that. So it's you nice cut, to you cut a tree down there. You're like, this one's for you, buddy. So he's still carried on in all of our memories. <laughs> is Lockton, is he cutting out for you too? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um yeah, so yeah, so Idaho was awesome, except for the creepy man in the woods ruining my vibe, but I got to do a that day I I was like, oh, I'm already so close to Washington. Like, I'm just going to go to Washington and Oregon and at least cut off the corners of those two states because I'd never been in, in those before either. So I hit Washington, Oregon, and then did a all back roads to get down to Southern Idaho again and, like, discovered another, like, wild road, just crazy hairpin turns through the mountains, through the farms, like, just super, super cool riding. Idaho's just full of surprises the landscapes and the roads like it's like it's such a it's such a place everyone should go and ride their bike it's it's completely worth getting there it's worth the cross-country hellscape that you must cross in order to get over there so i'm thinking i can't tell if you're frozen or not grace oh no i'm here okay so (laughs) you've been cutting in and out a lot so he's just a very still man (laughs) I'm going to relocate here so we don't uh, drop completely. 
It's his stoic prison vibe that he's giving us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the strong, silent type. That's it. All right. Hopefully yeah. this cuts out a little bit less. That actually already sounds better. Fourth background of the night. There you go. So, yeah, so this, I do all this. It's just it's a lot of miles, whatever. I'm just on my own, checking out <coughs> cool shit, whatever. Hit a couple hot springs. And then at this point, I'm in Caldwell, Idaho, get Airbnb, shower and laundry, and then get ready to meet Rob the next day. So I, I go across Idaho, again, taking some scenic back roads, and I end up at um, Craters of the Moon, which is a national park that I didn't even know existed. And you're just like driving through like boring farmland, basically. Just kind of like nothingness out there. It's all dry scrub. And all of a sudden, the inside, the landscape just like switches just on a dime. And it's it looks like I'm in Iceland all of a sudden. Just lava rock everywhere. Black lava rock. And it was wild. It was so fast. It was such a cool, intense, like it felt old out there. It was it was wild. Just because I, I didn't know it was coming up on it. It's a total surprise. Um, just like really, really, really cool view. So that was exciting. And then, then I got to Yellowstone and Rob was on his way. I got like a campground at a KOA. What's that of you, Greece? I feel like you had a negative KOA experience at one time, didn't you? Yeah, it was, uh, that was, I think it was, no, that was me trying to convince our group of chopper people that they don't belong there because it was going to oh, be oh, problematic. Absolutely. They don't belong there. That's Listen, very clear. So it's, yeah. I'm glad you have that reaction. Cause I tried yeah. to tell people this and they were like, it'll be fine. It's just, mm-hmm. you don't understand. It's no, not, no, it's not just a campground. You can't even tie things to the trees. I couldn't use my hammock. Like, oh, that's bullshit. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Well, at this particular one, I don't know, the guy hand planted the trees back in the day or whatever. But again, like the weird, like creepy dude stuff. So Rob's not there yet. I get my campsite. I get a tarp. I'm like trying to set my stuff up. So the guy that was like the maintenance dude or whatever, Dominic, really nice and helpful. But like just showed up at my campsite on his little like golf cart while I'm setting up. And they're just like parks and it's like chilling. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? what are you doing? Like, do I have to carry the conversation? Like it just, it's just so awkward. Like don't show up at a single woman's campsite. If you're just a random, anybody just don't, just don't do it. It's weird. Then I'm like trying to like make small talk. I don't know like what he's doing there. I'm like very clearly saying my boyfriend, like every other sentence. And he ended up being very helpful. In there early. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, just, just so you know. <laughs> it's just so uncomfortable. It was like these two days back to back. So I'm like, are you like having none of it? I'm like, Jesus Christ. So um, he ended up being very helpful. Like when Rob did show up, he he drove up. He heard the motorcycles. He drove up to like show Rob where the campsite was, and like he was he was very helpful. It's just like I just don't understand the like. Don't don't just show up and like linger and like talk or not talk. Don't do either of those things. Don't show up. <laughs> don't show up in the first place. Just, yeah. yeah, just don't just don't show up unless I call you for some reason. It was super weird. But just go um, even like regardless of if it's if if it's a girl staying there or a guy staying there, but just like another camper showing up at your <laughs> campsite is never appreciated. This guy works there. He just yeah, it all. Anyone, like I try to vibe. I don't yeah so weird and it's funny because and like you got firewood on the truck and you want to swing by and say hey do you want some everybody else i don't care if you work there or not i'm not i'm here so that i'm not around people correct really not interested in this right now 
so it was funny because Rob was like, well, you know, like once upon a time, I was the guy in the woods at the campsite. And I was like, oh, that's a very good point because that's how we met. He just wandered into my campsite. <laughs> oh, that is funny, huh? <laughs> so I was like, okay, all right, fair point. Um, but I was not alone and we were partying with a group of people. So it's, it's a little bit different there. <laughs> Where was that one? Uh, Laconia, 2018. Gotcha. Yeah, I was with like Lucas and all like my old school friends, like from way back I always rode with. And it was a no pants party. Yeah. Oh, even more wild one to walk up into, huh? <laughs> we don't told this literally the first sentence ever out of my mouth to Rob was, you can hang out with us, but you need to take off your pants. That's insane. He was like, I like this chick. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first thing I ever said to him. And he was like, it was funny because he was telling one of our, I don't remember who we were talking to. But he was telling somebody while we were out on these travels about how we first met and like what that was like. Because he like, it's like, I roll up to this fire. And it's like, my friends, I want to go to bed. I'm like, fuck that. And he's like, this has got to be a joke. This chick's telling me to take my pants off. They've got drinks and everyone at the fire is naked. And it's like a bunch of wicked hot chicks. So it's like this whole thing. Yeah, so... I guess it's okay to be the guy in the woods every once in a while, but not when you're by yourself. So. Hard to call it. Yeah, that's a tough one. You guys, you <laughs> listeners are going to have to pick and choose yeah. battles out there. Yeah, you're going to feel that out. Some nuance to uh, how acceptable that is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we did uh, We did Yellowstone. Got to see Old Faithful go off. That was cool. That's cool. Grand Tetons. We did a ton of riding in those couple of days, just looking at both those those parks and um just like all the wildlife and it was just it was just crazy but it's it's one of those things like i'm glossing over it but like it's so hard to put it into words what it's like like breathtaking like as nice as new hampshire or (laughs) tough tough up (laughs) It's so funny because like when you're out, when you know you're out where we are and you ride, you're so confined, right? So like even if you're doing great windy roads, you can't see very far ahead of you, you know? And out west, it's like either you can see forever and it looks like you're just driving on top of a flat piece of paper that never ends, or you're on a mountain and you can see for miles off the edge of the mountain. You know what I mean? It's like the mountains, the trees, the water, like it's it's just so vast out there comparatively and it's a completely different experience than than riding out here it's it's just really hard to put into words but um yeah we it was i would like to point out i did not hit rain one time on this trip i left july 28th or 29th and i got back here the 6th of september i did not hit rain once that is unbelievable that's why the whole earth rain. is lighting on fire. Rob did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob hit rain wherever he was. He always, always, always gets wet, and I do not. And if we ride together, we get wet, and we always blame him. But, yeah, not one time. It was pretty great. That is fucking hitting the lottery right there. Only, Seriously. Yeah, and like you said, the only thing was just heat that had to cause you to stop. Mm-hmm. Which, and I'll take that. I don't care. I do not. Being wet when you ride is just the worst. And, like, the rain gear ripped. Like, I just cannot maintain good rain gear. And so. Oh, it's the old one, right? I remember on your last one, you were talking about it's like an Eddie Bauer suit or something. Right? Yes. So I still have the jacket. Those pants finally gave in 20 years later, which I think is a, a good run for, like, a $30 That's suit. 
Um, and I did order another set off Evie, but they were just as old and they, the glue just basically gave out. Um, no, I got some new stuff. Rob got them for us, but both of us, first time we wore it, the seams split just from the wind. It's like, how hard can it be to make good rain gear? I do not understand. Like, should we do it? Because it just doesn't feel like it should be that difficult. Well, I yeah. think you're going to be busy designing that app that we talked about earlier. So <laughs> that's right. I've got a lot of my plate. Rain gear thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to start writing this shit down. Um, so yeah, we ended up, when we were in Mexico before, we met this woman named Kat who lives in Idaho. Uh, and I, I hit her up before I left and was like, hey, I think we're going to be out your way because she works in the Grand Teton Village in the resort there. So she manages some bars out there. Um, and she's like, yeah, absolutely. Come on through. So we actually, we're going to stay for one night. I think we stayed for three or four. We were there for a few days um, riding out in that area. We've got, we got to go up and down like the Grand Teton, like the lifts there, you know, that got us a hook up there. We got to go into the, the, like the engine room of the lift, which was super cool. Like we got a full tour of how everything works, the backup system for the backup system, for the backup system, for the generator, for the power, like the guy in Mike that runs that all down there. It was super interesting. So that was really cool. Um, and it's like, we've done so much. I'm like glossing over this stuff, but we like, we went paddle boarding down the Grand Teton River with them on one of those days. And then basically like, did like a, a bar hop day, like all through the mountains. We just hit like every bar, <laughs> like all through like, they have the, there's a mountain pass between Victor and Drinks, Idaho and Jackson, Wyoming. And so, like, if people work and live on either side of that pass, the pass itself is, like, legit. And it could be, like, beautiful and sunny in one part and then, like, hailing in another part. Oh, wow. So we got to do a lot of riding over there, which was super exciting. And then when I was in Sturgis, I was at the Iron Horse Saloon, one of the, the last Saturday, and they were having mini bike races. And a woman was racing. And she said she was from New Hampshire. I was like, no way, super cool. And her brother happened to be standing next to me. We started talking from New Hampshire, moved to Driggs, Idaho, like 15 years ago. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be out that way. Like, where should I stop? What should I do? End up linking up with them. That is who we end up hanging out with when we're in Idaho. So we did our oil changes over there. We did a full ride with them that whole day. Um, it was just, it's just crazy. Like, meet someone in Sturgis and then a week and a half later you're at their house riding with them you know right beer run kind of thing just it's cool you know. that people open their doors like that and are not just like okay cool it was good to meet you and now don't come and talk to me at my house right right <laughs> you know that happens sometimes there's a few people that you know hit us up I'm like oh yeah like let us know when you're in the area but they just like ghost you and don't write back when you're actually like oh hey we're you know we're gonna be out here but majority of people do follow up and we had some uh a lot of fun from that actually and i got rob on a horse for the first time rob had never been on a horse um and it makes me laugh because he'd always be like well i don't want to like go on a horse for the first time like while we're on vacation it's like dangerous like it's too risky when we're not close to home and i'm like <laughs> i'm like have you seen yourself ride a motorcycle ever before? yeah i was gonna say <laughs> 12-year-olds go on these things. It doesn't go over, like, three miles an hour. Yeah. Does <laughs> like, he think a horse is a rhinoceros? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so cute because he's always had this perception like it was this very dangerous activity and, um, <laughs> you know, asking a lot of questions. And, like, and I knew he was going to love it, so I really wanted him to do it because I was like, 
imagine hunting on horseback. Like you can see stuff on horseback that you don't get to see any other way. You yeah. get to travel like this terrain or whatever. So by the end of that day, which was a guided trail, it was just the two of us and this this older gentleman who was awesome. But we didn't go over a walk, um, but Rob loved it. So we'll definitely be able to get him back on a horse again. He's like, now I want to hunt on a horse. Da, da, da. So that was that was fun. So he, we got to play cowboys for a day. That's and, awesome. Uh, Where was how that? How hard is it to ride a horse? Like how much it, do you have to know to steer the horse and make it do what you want to do? Very basic. You have Steering's to, easy. You have to be confident enough because again like horses have their own personalities and will right like right. um if you're a good dog trainer if you can hold expectations with your dogs yep you'll be fine like it's it's literally very basic and, and for like slow riding you're not going to fall off just like walking with the horse you know what i mean yeah like, the hardest thing is when you start like galloping and trotting yeah. that's hard. yeah 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 so like i've got like when i was in tennessee like we're like running down the road with the horses and a chainsaw. And we've been drinking all day out of the saddlebags. Still fine. It's not a big deal. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So that was really cool to get him on that. It was really, really fun. I'm sure he'll tell you all about it if, if you get to talk to him about it. But um, the last stop for us together was going to Denver to see Cody and Kevin. And I know now it's Keebler. Broadway Customs. It was Keebler. Yeah. Now it's Broadway Customs. Um and we've been recording podcasts like all across the country. Englewood, uh, oh, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's great. Disney shop is awesome. I mean, that's a joke. I think they do. Oh, I was but, wondering yeah, if they we, even listen to to hear that we say it every week like that. Oh, I don't know, but I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, they definitely listen. Yeah, but I also think like, don't you have to say it like that? You have to. Like, is there right? a way? No, no, it's there isn't. Written on the sign with more O's, than, than <laughs> yeah. just so people get it. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so we got to hang out with them and catch up, which is really cool because I I haven't seen them in person since the last time I was out there. So that was 2019. Their spot um, looks awesome. That shop looks like big. It's a nice setup. It is, and it's. They've got a great, you know, actually Rob did a podcast with them too. So I'll have that out in a couple of weeks, but um, they've really like leveled up in the stuff that they're doing and kind of honed in on like where the money-making is and what they like doing. And um, yeah, they've, they've got a good setup over there. A lot of good folks. And while we're there, I got to meet Dewey in real person, in real, like in real life, in person. So like oh, another nice. one of the like, like most old school listeners and he was wearing Loctite shirt, which was like clearly a well-loved t-shirt. My um, man. <laughs> just like you know and he is every bit as funny and delightful and engaging as he is online like you know he's he's like stupid smart you know so like his jokes are even like extra funny because there's always like another layer to them and yeah it was it was awesome to to get to hang out with him and after i left because i was heading back east at that point rob stayed uh, a night or two with him and they did a podcast and got to hang out and i think he let rob use his bike for a day while he was like doing space force work stuff or whatever and um yeah so awesome. oh it's i just love i love getting to meet like our people out on the road yeah. like that it's why i'm the official unofficial ambassador for the life chopper podcast because i get to actually make them real people because yeah, you're out there in all these places it's it's fun to hear the stories because we like you said we talk to all these people but i'm not out there 
and to, that you go out there and actually spend the day with them and they are just who they seem like they are online is, is cool to hear. Yeah. It's nice when that happens. And honestly, that's been pretty standard, right? Like everyone that we've met has been pretty fantastic. So yeah, it was, it was good to get out there and catch up with all them. And, um, one of the, Oh, who's it? Was it? Okay. That was the other listener. When I was in Sturgis, we were at Sasha cycles down on the strip. It's kind of like a stuff people stop in all day and check in or whatever. And, um, this guy, when we introduced ourselves, knew who Rob was from the podcast. And he, it's, um, his, his Instagram name is kinda chubby Jesus <laughs> underscores. But I was like, kinda chubby Jesus. I love it. So his name is Will. Um, but yeah, was also like a, another low life listener that was like cool to connect with out there. And I think, I think they live in Colorado. Oh, sort of. Like, I don't know if like between Denver and like Gunnison, but um, yeah. So that was cool to meet another another. So shout out to kind of chubby chubby Jesus for having a dope Instagram name. Um, <laughs> winning the Instagram award there, finally one that we don't have to pressure into changing. That's pretty good. My favorite follower is I Rail Nuns. That's that's one of my followers <laughs> who I met at a show in Fort Smith ages ago. That's still like my favorite. That's a that's a good handle. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Um so out, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so now I'm heading back east because my goal is to get to Tennessee and spend a couple days there. So I would have to get back across the country. I'm in Colorado. So really it's just I-70 across, which is literal nothingness, 4,000 miles. There's nothing. It's boring. The most exciting thing that happened on that, I did decided to do a, a 1K in a day to just get across. And the most exciting thing was one cow on the highway. Mm. Like just tedious, tedious driving. Um, so that was the whole thing. Um, and that was what that's it was mostly Kansas and then I think Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky, and then Tennessee. Um, because I went like way to the eastern northeastern side of Tennessee. Um now I'm not saying that I've ever done this, but if I were to take mushrooms on oh. a long ride, you should be very aware how many you're taking or your ride will be extra interesting <laughs> so i've heard allegedly yes of course allegedly <laughs> especially on a boring ass highway like that huh yeah yeah that was that was something that's the time but it was something so don't condone that though allegedly um so one k <laughs> the day in the books off Awesome. I'll get this this year's patch. Very cool. Ended in this like tiny little town. And I've got myself freaked out. So like now I've been on the road for a long time. I'm in like a weird headspace. Super dark. I'm in the mountains. The fog descends. I cannot see two feet in front of me. So now I'm like going like 20 miles an hour in these back roads. It's like, you know, midnight or whatever. Um, and I'm just, it's just like you like get yourself convinced that like, what if I ran out of gas? Then I'm just on the side of the road. Now I have spare gas. So like it's not an actual concern, but like you go through like all the things that could go wrong yeah, what if i run out of my dark. spare gas right and then there's just like <laughs> cornfields forever 
cornfields are terrifying. I don't care. They are like that shh, 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 shh noise when it's windy. Yeah, after Jeepers yeah. Creepers, I'm not trying to like, be near a cornfield. <laughs> hear what's going on because the corn's making noise. I don't know. It just like I it freaks me out. And I I feel like if I ever ended up stuck in a cornfield, I would just curl up and scream really loudly until I ran out of air. Like I don't know what else I would do. I have like, no problem solving skills. It's like if you run, you're gonna be chased. So you should probably just hunker down and scream. Like I don't know what else the solution would be. No there. Right. What was that movie? The other one, Children of the Corn. Which yeah. just like makes you fear cornfields. Right. And children. Yeah. So avoid both. Yeah. So I don't know. It was fine. I, I did not get eaten by children or corn or anything and I made it. But um so the exciting news, the reason that I was going to this area of Tennessee is because I've had my eye on buying a property down there for a couple of years. I've been like looking at Tennessee properties forever. I have a very specific list that I was looking for. Um, and a couple things that popped up that's like, okay, like in my price range, like maybe could fit the bill. So um, I got there and ended up checking out a couple places and they weren't like exactly what I was after, but some of the locals were like, okay, if you're looking to buy down here, like more often than not, it's owner owners are selling it it's not on zillow it's not on the internet because they don't have email like they don't they don't trust a realtor there's a sign in their front yard and that's how yeah. you know it's for sale wow um, cool so yeah so the guy was like oh, are you like trying to buy like property or like a whole goddamn house so i wanted a minimum of 20 acres i wanted fresh water whether it was a creek a pond a spring something so that i could hunt there right um ideally it would be like a mix of like woods and you know some open areas and i would love to have electric or like a garage or even a shitty house if the utilities were there um because a lot of places you'll get property to land it's cheap it's way too steep because it's like literally in the mountains and the flats at the top and it's like well yeah you could build a house up there but you'd have to spend two hundred thousand dollars getting a road up up this mountain you know right um so i wanted the utilities to be either like at the road or already on there. So like, you know, I was like the dream wish list, right? I'm not going to get all these things, but this was like the parameters I had been giving out to realtors. Like if anything comes up for you, like this is what I'm looking for. So kind of like everything was like a little bit off. So in the morning I'm at a donut shop and this woman's like, Oh, we got to go here for lunch. Like this is the place to go. Okay, great. I'm done for the day. I've looked at all these properties, whatever. I sat down, end up talking to a guy whose daughter lives in Brooklyn he suggests a couple ways to tweak my search parameters in the area and what pops up. And I'm like, hmm, it's been on for two days and it fits. It seems to fit the bill. And so I look up the address and it's not coming up. So I'm like, hmm, maybe it's too good to be true. It's a scam, you know, something like that. But I'm like, well, there's a phone number. Let me call. Well, it's this guy, Ted, him and his older brother, who doesn't have a computer or an email address. It's a family property. Um, there's a machine shop on site with electric, including three-phase power. The lathe is still in there. The um, screw machine is still in there. Built sander is still in there. It's a 1,400 square foot cement building insulated with a tin roof that they built. It's a dad poured concrete. He used to do his taxidermy in there. Um, there's like a garage door and an office. So they're telling me all this. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, this sounds literally like everything I've ever dreamed of. Can I go look at it tomorrow? He's like, yeah, sure. Okay. So get the address, head out there in the morning. And I 
get down to like the bottom of this like super windy road. The road is sort of dissolving into nothingness. So it's like gravel at some point, dirt at some point, whatever. I get down there and there's a house <laughs> and it's shaped like a stop sign, but like with a like a round top. It's like a geometric dome house or something. Um, and so that's that's the neighbor. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to get shot. And like they're in the yard. So let me like go down and you know introduce myself. Well the guy was super nice. They'd lived there since the 80s and he knew the property really well. So he walked me all around and da da da. So I spend the day um and I use my like hunting app and you can kind of like see an aerial view of the property or whatever. He's on it. So um I use hunt stand. Um Rob has Onyx. We each got one to kind of see which is better. Onyx is definitely the winner, I think, and I need to switch over. But um, there's really no service, but I can still use the satellite to make sure I know, like, I'm going north or south. I don't know, just, like, right. lost in the woods. Um, so I hiked this property for, like, two hours. Again, sweltering hot. Um, I find that there's a pond up there, huge pond, little running creek. I find deer track, all sorts of tracks, bear track, um, turtles, like, all, all this wildlife. You get up there and there's like this huge open field, probably a couple acres open field and the shops at the back of it with the power. The bottom property has a creek, a year-round seasonal creek that's pretty big, uh, right away to that. Seasonal waterfall on the property, um, the creek, the pond, wow. two other like leveled fields and 65 acres. Wow. Holy cow. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm in love. This is like the most perfect place ever. And so the guy's like, yeah, there's some other guy from New Hampshire down here yesterday saying he's going to try to haggle the guy and see if he can get the price down or whatever. And I'm like, the fuck he is. So I get right back into town where I have reception, call the guy and I'm like, I want it. I'll, I'll go to the bank right now and get a loan. Just like, what's the next steps? You have a lawyer? Nope, no lawyer, no realtor. Just, just two old dudes trying to sell their stuff. Like, Holy I mean, shit. Like you guys are have done the process. Like it's a nightmare to try to get a mortgage and go through yeah. like all the paperwork. And the, I mean, it's just it is so overwhelming and tedious. And feels they ask for the same thing six times. It's just you got to have the lawyers. And they're like, nope, not down here. So I call him and I'm like, I don't know if you're looking to get into like a bidding war or whatever. And he's like, no. It's like you know, we're really sad about selling it. We want to find a good fit, whatever. So I just I I asked the locals at a coffee shop before I looked at this place where I was having lunch what bank to go to. Oh, everyone goes to First National. Gotta go to First National Bank. I'm like, okay, I'll go to First National Bank. Within an hour, loan application is in, signed off, approved, and purchase and sales agreement is out to these guys and signed it. So I am under contract currently for 65 oh, acres on the machine shop in Tennessee. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. That's fucking awesome. So I should get the appraisal back, which hopefully comes out okay um, by the end of the week. And once the appraisal is in, and she's got the title, the deed, title insurance all set. Then we just need to set a closing date. So um, that's amazing. I need all like the good juju for this at this this lands because then we have a place sixty five acres. This is like a haven for these animals. These deer the deer haven't been touched in the last time anyone was on that property regulated was two thousand and four. Wow. So this has just been their spot, and you can see them in the game trails. I followed the game trails all through this property, and it's like. It's up there. So um, it'd be a great spot to hunt, great spot for folks passing through the country to stay. We could throw a rager of a party because there's literally nothing around. It's just whatever we want to do, and there's plenty of space. So five acres. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So 
pretty pretty pumped hoping it works out um i feel like the universe like let this fall into my lap because so like i'm at the coffee shop talking to rob about it and like filling him in on the steps where i'm at the owner and the woman behind the desk of the coffee shop was like oh did you need a place to stay i have two rooms at my house I'm like okay stranger um like, she's like she's like oh i run a I run a, a horse campground like people come here with their rvs and their horse trailers and set up for like a week or however long to ride a national forest so i have like a bathhouse and then i've got two rooms in the house it's 40 bucks a night like that kind of thing and it was like oh my god that's amazing and so we start talking and i'm talking like yep yeah, we've got power but i'll probably need city water i need to put a septic in that kind of thing and she's like oh that's funny. My husband and I also own an excavation and a septic company and her husband works for the highway department because they only have so many people in the town. That's it. <laughs> it. <laughs> One guy doing it all. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I ended up staying with them for a couple of days. They were amazing. And uh, horseback riding and helping them clear the trails out there and just having some fun. So um yeah i can't i can't believe it worked out like that like i went out there to look i didn't expect to actually be like at the bank <laughs> on this end of my vacation but um it just that's worked out so that's like yeah, i'm super excited stars aligned kind of thing right there that's what it feels like that's what it feels like so i got to uh stay there for a few days you know tighten up all the loose ends met with both the brothers and they gave me a full tour of the property and the tools that were inside so the lathe is a decommissioned war lathe off a naval ship and it's like i don't even know how many feet like 12 feet long maybe like it's it's like this massive massive lathe like we could make we could make anything we wanted on it i think once i know how to use it you're like, we just need to shave fork legs, really, but like, we'll do some other stuff later. You can make it so many bungs on that thing. <laughs> it's like, seriously, like, I don't even know what am I even doing, but it's there yeah. and it ain't going anywhere. It's real heavy. So just making top hat bungs on a 12 foot lace. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it got to be about an inch, you know? Just... Yeah. I, I That's probably need, like all separate tooling just to be able to do that. Yeah. But it is, it is really cool. And, um, yeah, the tower is huge too. That far out, you've already got yeah. power run out there. Three phase too, whatever that is. So that's like for, for like the the large, yeah, for the larger machines. So, um, yeah, no, it's awesome. And the pool is so far at the back of the property that even if I wanted to like build a house or a couple in the back, I wouldn't even need a separate pool. I could run right off the line, which changes all the permitting and makes everything easier. So, um, it, it's I couldn't have asked for a better situation so um davy was like we're gonna have a party there <laughs> davy's only you know so many hours from from where that is so um how many hours I just, he's trying to actually no maybe he's like eight hours which is probably all that it is that's only eight hours from here too i think so it's like five yeah. four hundred miles five hundred miles um i always hit him up to stay and then he's not home he's like we're at monster trucks until like 1 a.m i was like okay so I actually hit up another bunker biker who, when I get there after dark and take the left onto their property, lined with cornfields, just cornfields in the dark. And I was like, oh, uh -oh. but it was a, it's an active dairy farm. So like I slept in an office above their cheese production area. It was very smelly, but. Did you get cheese? I didn't get cheese. I know that was uh -oh. everyone's question. I know. I wish I did. I do love cheese, but. Yeah, no, no cheese for me. So that was the, uh, that's kind of the end of it. I mean, that's, it's like, it's so hard to get into detail when I've been gone for like six weeks. 
there's so much that happened. Yeah, it's hard to remember every little thing at each yeah. place that you went to. But that's a pretty good overview. Highlights were catching up with folks all over the country and finding this. It was Colorado, Tennessee, and then Tennessee back to New York, right? Yeah. 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 That was kind of just, I, my original plan was Tennessee, look around for a couple days and then do all back roads home. So I didn't have to do any interstate in a rush. I could just kind of meander and that obviously didn't work out. And I ended up having to get home in a day basically, but. um, So where about Tennessee is this land? Is it like South Carolina side? So no, it's actually two towns South of Kentucky, the Kentucky border. So I'm like two and a half hours East of Nashville and an hour northwest of Knoxville. Just send so me the next pin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead and add um, that to my uh, to my locations. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know mean, it's so funny because like I was talking to Connor earlier today and uh he was like, So basically you're just gonna build the largest mini bike racetrack of all time. I was oh, like shit. literally both of my brothers, that was the first thing out of their mouth too, but it's actually perfect for that. Because there's already r- roads all over the property because it's been mined before. They've had it logged some some different pieces, so like the, the base is there for like a real adventure course. Yeah. I think we could, the, the goal is like, we're going to have some serious shenanigans down there. These deer yeah. better get used to some predator mother. <laughs> so much for the sanctuary. It was about to come I right know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to be awesome, though. 65 acres is like enough to do so many different things, like areas where you do mess around and then areas where you just leave it completely naturally. Correct. Yeah, because I want to I definitely want to manage the land well and up where the pond is and that kind of stuff. And um, I mean, I only I only covered like a third of the property when I was there, the two different times. Just there's so much to kind of go over. But yeah, you got to plant some corn. No corn. No, no, no corn. <laughs> no corn? <laughs> I'm like afraid to be alone at my own place. I was actually thinking yeah. that I'm like, OK, like this is like the dream. Right. But also that I'm just like out in the middle of the nowhere in the dark and it's like no cell service. It would definitely yeah, be gotcha. uh, like a camp type thing, you know, where you're like, you're out there, especially if you were going to hunt, you know, you're, you're out reconnecting with nature and you're not going to get distracted by anything else. Yeah. There's, there's definitely like, there's a couple of spots even t- higher up where they had said that they had cleared for a hunting camp, like way back in the day. So it's overgrown brush wise. There's no trees there. So there are a couple like level spots where that was a intention. So that's awesome. I'll have to get up there and check that out too. But yeah, I think it'll be, and the deer down there, I mean, there's like 50 times as many as we have here. They're just yeah. everywhere. Especially being so, close to Kentucky, there'll be some nice deer out there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. A lot, did you guys see my Instagram with the three bucks that were in the backyard this weekend? No, I did. Like, that was a nice fucking buck. Dude, there were three of them out there and the smallest ones were eight points and the huge one was like a 10 point, but with antlers, I mean, like its horns were like, the base of them were massive. I, I'm i like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I was like, Rob, you didn't have to go to Colorado. We're right out back. Like, right here. <laughs> right. Not even allowed to shoot them. Not fair. Were you guys up at uh, at the place in upstate? Or this was down in... Uh, oh, is this in- on Long Island? Literally in the backyard. Like, where my squirrels oh, yeah. hang out? Yeah, just... Yeah, that's wild. Right? I mean, and I'm standing there. I mean, it was... Like, a gun wouldn't even have been fair. It was so close. Like, it just... They're just hanging out. Like, wow. it's so frustrating it's like is long island like so a much- special tag yeah. state 
No, but you can bow hunt like all the way through the end of March, I think. What is it like, like a drawing for the tags? No. Or you can just buy a tag. I think you can just buy a tag. Really? Yeah. When you can just like, go out. We should buy tags and do some public land hunting on Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, the thing is, like, we never have time. Like, we could definitely be doing it in the spring or like late winter, like February, March. For sure, so farther out east, and they're like a nuisance. So, yeah, I wonder yeah. what the uh, is the season already open? I don't think it starts till October first, anywhere oh, in New York. But but it goes way longer. You can do bow all year, and then all the way through the end of March. Yeah, all the way through the end of March is wild. That is a yep. super long season. We get, I mean, yeah. ours opens on. Uh, actually, by the time the listeners are hearing this, it will have opened yesterday. Really. Yeah, it opens oh, that's early. on Thursday. Sweet. For Bo, not for uh not for right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that if we can get this to close like early October, that we can get down there for a weekend to actually go and hunt. Because because why not? <laughs> right. Yeah. Perfect way to uh, we can, you know <laughs> in the new place. And so the, the, you know. the older br- so I don't know. The appraisal comes back the end of this week, and then it's just steps from there. So I mean, everything's been moving pretty quick so far. They have like one guy that does the appraisal out there, so everything's a little slow. Like no one's in a rush down there at at all. There's no rush. That's how I feel. You ask here. the question, and there's a slow. Oh no! It I've been is- trying to buy a house for fucking three months now. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. This is more just like how people even interact like with you. You ask for directions, or or you, you know you reference a thing. And like, you know, here, like, oh, it's this, like, look it up on your phone. No, no, they take 10 minutes to give you a very detailed step-by-step way to get where you need to go. Landmarks and turns. And You're like, listen, and I'm, I'm like, not going to remember any of this. I don't remember. I don't <laughs> oh remember after God. the first, I don't remember the first thing. I just remember I was ready to go so I can put it in my phone. But it's like, ev- everything is like that. It's just slower and, but they're like, you know, they're very thoughtful and folks are, yeah, I don't know. It's, nope. it's a cool place. Too much. Be uh... less thoughtful with directions. <laughs> Tell me less. Just give me that address yeah. and then be thoughtful doing some other stuff. I don't need to know, oh, yeah, your third light, and then you're going to take a right, and then you know that traffic circle? No. Anyways, yeah, you get to the traffic circle. It's literally it's what it's like. You. That is what it's like. And it's, it is very, very funny. So yeah. the older guy, Gary, the older brother of this couple, at least the two brothers, um, was an avid hunter, but his health, he's got a seizure disorder now and, like, can't get out there by himself. Um and his wife just apparently like, won't let him out unsupervised. Did so, he say it was good hunting? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I actually offered, I said, you know, if Rob and I come back down for a weekend, would you like to come out hunting with us? Like, he's like, yeah, my four-wheeler's up and running. Like, he just if he shoots something, he can't do any of the follow-up. You know what I mean? Right. So he was, like, super excited. To and also out, probably like, being out in the middle of the woods by yourself when you have that when kind he, of disorder is probably right, scary as fuck. Yeah. yeah, so it sounded like his wife was like absolutely fucking not kind of a thing because he'd never be able to get out on his own. So yeah, just kill um, me at I, that point. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it'll be nice to get to go out and and uh, you know because he knows that land so well. I mean, just the I learned so much in the few hours I got to spend with him just about the place itself. That'll be really cool to to get to like see it with him. You know, that's awesome. Well, we're hoping for you. Honestly, it'd be so cool, yeah. for, especially as early as October. I know. Fingers crossed. I hope so. So I'd like to get down and get the place tightened up and cleaned up and stuff so that, you know, in the spring, I can get back in there and just kind of hit the ground running, getting it up and 
maintainable. Oh. That's so cool. Yeah. That's okay. it. You said it was a whole house, right? Or is it just it's the a, shop? Just the shop. So it's, and the, he also used to pour concrete. So they built this place. So it's a six inch concrete floor, eight inch concrete walls. They gabled the roof and it's a tin roof. So wow. the roof screws, some of them have dried out, they've got little gaskets on them. So the screws need to be replaced where like there's tiny drips for stuff. And I have to have the electric like meter put back in and hooked up. Um, and it's going to be clean. It's just like the walls are just thick with spider webs. Thick. Does it have a bathroom? Um, it does not have a bathroom. It has a back wall extension where they were going to put a bathroom. Um, but I've got my new excavation and septic friends that uh, talked all about them. it. We're going to stick it out. We're going to put it in. So, and the prices of everything down there is like, like I could get two septics put in for the cost of maybe less than one up here. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. way more manageable. I, know I mean, even to run the city waters, $3 a foot. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? What is that? Piping free down there? Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. It's like, we're honestly going to pay you to let us do this. Right. You know yeah. To run pecs through my sink. It's like <laughs> per foot. I feel like it's like $8 per foot and you need two lines. And I'm like, wow, that's fucking 50 bucks yeah. to change my sink over. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just very different down there. Yeah. So sometimes you yeah. see I mean, stuff like that and you're like, why do we live in New England? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, we like to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to keep buying outposts all around the country. So, like, I really think Idaho would be next. I really thought that, like, the Four Corners or Arizona, New Mexico might be the next one, but I actually think Idaho is where I'm going to look. You need to get something road. in Pike County, Illinois. Why? Because it's the number one rated deer hunting spot in America. We just need they, friends there. Need to buy they produce there. the biggest deer. They are monstrous, like baby elk. <laughs> really? Yeah, they are fucking huge. What county was it? Pike County, Illinois. I'm sure it's super expensive to buy something there. I just want to see if I know anybody there. There you go. We got to find. I got some, I got some friends out there. So I had a buddy that lived out there, and then he just moved back to New Hampshire. So I was pretty disappointed with that, but. God, yeah. So rude. Oh, that's on that side. I don't. But hey, listen, listeners, let's get on it, right? Who lives People in Pike County, Illinois, phones <laughs> about to be blowing up after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, when did I get so popular? Everybody yeah. wants to talk to me all of a sudden. That's right. That's funny. Yeah. Hey, so, man, doing, uh, building the empire. You doing any hunting this year uh, in New York? Probably. I, right now, because of this, the closing like potential closing closing date i have no idea what's going on like indian larry block party is this weekend um so i'll be at that and uh davy's coming up so that'll be cool um he'll probably see me wearing his shirt which like i'm not exaggerating because this is one of three t-shirts i brought with me for my trip i've just been wearing this for like two months i keep washing it and it's held up it's like a pretty good um endorsement for whoever made these t-shirts but they are solid yeah that's a yeah. Crushing yeah. the t-shirt game. <laughs> so I'll see him this weekend. And then um, after that, I don't know. I got to go to Boston. Uh, the last B3. My brother's getting married, which is super exciting. And I'm officiating that wedding. Not dressed as a NASCAR driver this time. Um, and then, yeah, it'll be getting that close. So I'm hoping I'll be able to 
do some hunting in the Catskills, but if not, it's because I'll be doing it down there. So yeah. If you want to take a weekend trip, Reese, come on down. Hey, that's definitely uh wait, the Tennessee one or the New York one? Tennessee. It's a day's oh, drive. Hundred yeah. percent. That'd be worth making the trip. I need come I need the, the best odds I can get. You know I haven't <laughs> had that great of luck the past two years. So I need to go to the place where no humanity has been for like. Years. Well, that's because you're using a fucking twig and Q-tips to hunt with, bud. Just get a compound for Christ's sakes. Listen, we it wouldn't make a difference. You. We're talking about you at Sasha Cycles. We met another guy who was like from a Cape Mass or whatever, was dry, riding out. And I don't know how we ended up talking, but he hunts with a, a recurve bow as well. Oh, that's and awesome. uh, we were like, oh, we have a friend who does that too. He just started hunting. He decided to go all in, and that was his. That was his tactics. Yeah, so did this guy do the opposite? Did this guy start the other way and then move? No, this guy's been hunting for 38 years and still trying to get his first deer. (laughs) That's probably what it is. Uh, This is the year, guys. Don't worry. This is the year. Maybe in Tennessee. Yeah, Yeah, they don't know we're coming. You know, they're not really, like, spooked or hiding from anything. They'll just stake out some spots and we get to go. That's what I'm saying. That'd be perfect. I had um I had a sausage party all by myself this weekend. I had invited some lady friends over, but nobody showed. So I made fifty pounds of sausage this weekend out of the boar and the gator and deer. So now I've got so much sausage in the freezer, and I've only done like half of the stuff that we have to do. So I've got some good meat for you guys, and I see you next. Yes, I cannot wait. That is awesome. My meat in your mouth. Every time I, I hear this, I think of that picture, Amy, you posted of Lata eating the heart at the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a great one. You guys missed a great weekend. Dude, that we was had a lot of fun. The one before that, I was sitting at that table with uh, Rob's dad, not knowing I had diabetes, and we were both just mowing that trail mix. All oh, weekend right. long, <laughs> getting after it. Uh. That's right. That was before the beatus days. Yeah, back then I was just like, I could eat whatever, <laughs> as long as I get a fucking deer. But alas, that's all right. This year, this will be your year. In all fairness, none of us got anything last year, right? No, don't. I got a coyote. Oh, that's that cool. was it. I didn't even see deer last year when I went to New York. No, we didn't either. It was not. It, it was, was the weirdest. But we made up. Me and Rod had a great time after the hunt. So it was, yeah, it was great. Obviously. <laughs> Two of you together. Yeah. Everyone's like, don't you want to listen to that episode? I'm like, no. Like, like two dudes just drunk for an hour. Like, that's like, yeah. like when I just put earplugs in. I'm not putting Just hammered in. and talking for eight <laughs> hours straight. <laughs> and people loved it. It got really good listens. So. Working for somebody. Rob's like, Amy, I need you to edit this 14 hour <laughs> podcast here. So just listen through. And if you hear anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no, there's none of that. There's a, uh, I, I mix the beginnings and the endings. Oh, I had to do a little more editing lately because all the stuff on the road, I've had to do a little bit more, but. Uh, I'm going to ask you about the editing for that. If you guys are starting to do it where you just do like we do, where you one take it and you upload it as it sits or are you guys still going through and like combing it over okay so the first point here is that there's no you guys in this. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just make that very clear because i actually think this hasn't been as transparent as maybe it should be 
Uh, Rob does the interview, so then he hands me the SD card, and I do everything else. So I've got, I have like the, he'll do the intro and send that to me, and like whatever he wants, the description and stuff, and then I just put it together. And like if there's, <laughs> we just released the Chopper Charlie one, but he didn't remember to tell me that there was like five minutes of dead air in the middle for a bathroom break until after I had already done it and uploaded it and scheduled it for release. So I did pull it down and redo all of that. But normally it's a pretty simple, just pop the intro, the other intro, mix it, outro, and, you know, then put it all well, out He's lucky but. you went back and edited that whole thing. That sounds more like it going <sighs> show notes. I'd be like, yeah, there's a five-minute section. And no. You know why, though? Because, like, <laughs> like, he's such a he's such an amazing guy, and that trip that he did was so amazing. I feel like, you know, a lot more folks are going to really be tuning in to listen to him tell that story, yeah. and I didn't want it to be, especially if it was their first impression, like, a bad right. experience with the audio. So cause that would annoy the shit out of me if I was listening. So I want to try yeah. and, you know, figure that stuff out. So, um. Yeah. That's cool. So are you guys dropping because I was talking to Rob the other day. He was saying you guys had like episodes all the way out until like New Year's or something. Is um, it like scheduled drops or is it like like how are you guys doing this? So <laughs> I can't do anything until he gets me his intros. So I'm waiting on those. And as soon as he sends me the intros, then I can put them together and I've been doing it in bunches. So Basically, if he gets me six intros, I can get six of them prepped and scheduled and they'll release on their own. So it just depends on the timeline for when he gets me the pieces that I need. How long are these intros? I'm thinking anywhere from like five to ten minutes, just depending yeah, on what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. And knock that out in a day. Knock all those intros out. He was saying, too, I remember I was talking to him on Way Home From Work one day that, like, for us, I always felt like getting the the interviews done was the the challenge part of doing a show consistently. And then the editing was just kind of like the afterthought. Like that was like, Oh yeah. And then we edit it and we upload it. And he was like, no, dude, I doing the interviews. Like I'll do multiple in a week and that's no problem. And then it's more just like, then you create this huge backlog of stuff that has to get. Yeah. Basically. Because you think, like, we're traveling in chunks, right? So, like, you guys are scheduling people week by week to chat with, you know, if we're on the road or for a show. Like, so we're at Sturgis at Camp Zero, and I think I lined up three interviews for him, like, for the two hours I was there before he got there. So then he got to bang out a bunch of those in a chunk. And then, so we just, you know, the whole trip, we've been just accruing them. So now there's a whole bunch that we have to go through to get put out. That's true. that's usually we get them in bulk too. So I can't, can't wait wild. to do another hunting one. Come on. Let's all, let's all do a Tennessee field trip. Let's do it. Ah, Tennessee so on, far. <laughs> that's like 18 hours from me. What? Yeah, so far. That's where my brother used to live. <laughs> and I did go to see him one time the five years. <laughs> <been there. laughs> I was like, I'll see you when you move back. And he ended yeah, up moving back. <laughs> There you go. I know. It's so funny. It's like after a while, I'm so used to traveling. It's like when you're on the road for this long too, it's about 500 miles to get home. Like it's no big deal. No big deal at all. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, See, quick day, quick day ride. I used to think that when I had like a normal motorcycle, but now I'm like, oh my God, dude, I gotta, this thing has to survive all the way to deadbeat. Are you kidding me? 
That's yeah. two hours from here. Yeah, how am I going to do that? The bike hey, you, you have definitely cool, is different. The cool thing that you got that hopefully, fingers crossed, that you get this property in Tennessee is uh, last time I was hanging out with Rob, we were actually, I think we talked about it on the air maybe, um, talking about me building a shovel, him building the panhead, and then we're going to take those bikes uh, all back roads from here down to Tennessee because I've always wanted to go to Nashville. Okay. And then go from like Nashville and like loop back up around and drop back into New England. So it's yeah. kind of cool. You got like you got like that spot that we can stop and fucking hang out now. <laughs> okay, yeah, go there and kill does. some deer, pack them on the bike, get some food, make some quick jerky. That's it. Yeah. Do you remember how 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 tight of a fit it was when we took the truck back from Amy and Rob's with your deer in it that year? <laughs> Yeah, you know, like how where are we gonna put everything, dude? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good problem to have, though. Let's let's hope uh, for those same problems again. I know. I even had to take one of Rob's coolers. That's right, and yeah. had it for a year. It's not a surprise, though. <laughs> You're good. still in it. Blood still. In it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, no, I returned now. it. I returned it a year later. Actually, I think I brought it back when I went last year. <laughs> I think oh, he did, yeah. actually. <laughs> he was so happy. He completely forgot he had that cooler. And that was when I, so when I borrowed this cooler, he was like, you got to, he's like, listen, I'm going to give you this cooler. But this is my favorite cooler. So I need you to bring it back. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Brought it what back the, the next year. It's the blue one, right? It's the one that has like the, like the handle, like extends out. It's got wheels on it. That's the one like, that we got when we hunted it. Like the boar and gator came back in that. That was the cooler yeah, we got. So from that's Florida. like so that's his favorite cooler. So I brought it back the following year, and I'm like, "Here you go." And he's like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "It's your fucking favorite cooler. What do you?" Mean? It was his favorite cooler, but he no longer remembers no, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that was some FXR parts, he'd have recognized it. <laughs> yes he would have that's very true that's very that true. fxr exhaust oh that's my favorite one <laughs> <laughs> photographic memory for that stuff he's out there hunting elk right now he's oh is it good vibes he's in durango yeah. yeah he got home he flew home two days after me got here 24 hours loaded his car and drove back to durango colorado and now he's out hunting he's got a mule tag a buck and then a a and a cow tag elk, right? for an elk. Yeah. Yep. So that's rad. That's so dope. I hope they get something. We they got do that elk last year, quick. right? I got a mule deer last year, and he got a buck elk the year before. That's cool. Did he get that one taxidermied? He did. Well, he definitely had something in a bag when he got home. It was the skull and the antler, or he must have. Because those racks are huge, right? I think it was just, yeah, so it was only half, it was a half wrap. Um, the other half had broken off the fight or something, but it was, it was very large. Even that one was pretty impressive. It'll be like, um, and the, the, the Grinch, but the dog has the antler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very much looks like, looks like that, yeah. I always forget oh, how big hopefully. those things are, and then I'll see like a Joe Rogan picture will come up on my Instagram. Yeah. He'll be standing next to the the fucking elk, and I'm like, "Wow, dude! It's like as tall as him. Just the monstrous, just the yeah, rat." Awesome to send you that. The one that um, I don't even know if I have them on my phone or if they're on my computer, but the the elk that we like passed in Yellowstone, 
mm-hmm. was, I mean, it was just freakish. It was, it was just so big. I still haven't even hung this one up. This is still just sitting in the basement. Dude, oh, is that the one from so I could see it. I, I, dude, I don't know how to do these things. Amy knows how to do it. Adorable. Can you walk me through this? <laughs> yeah, I can, I suppose. Let's see, video. Yeah. yeah Blur my background. Use use virtual backgrounds. Click yeah. on that and then just click none. That's not an option. Oh, look at this dude. This guy's sick. Oh my God. Stop <laughs> screwing around with this. I need to see the thing. I, just I don't thought, re- I, just, I have a green screen. I just texted you the picture of the elk grease. It's not the best photo I have, but if you zoom in, you <laughs> locked eyes. That's creepy. Oh, it just went sideways. And <laughs> All crazy. right. We've created a monster. Stop showing him how to do things. <laughs> I'm, I literally like, there's oh no. God, now oh, we got the on. tow truck. I get it. It's Black Dog Tow. <laughs> Okay, got so it. At- <laughs> there, there we go. go. Yeah, I Amen. this has just been sitting in the basement since I fucking got all the guts out of its skull and I just have not hung it up yet. Look how white the it's head so is, clean. by the way. I you did a great side. job on that. Yeah, looks good. Holy shit, Amy. That thing is the the neck. Is right? Like the width of like the thickness of the of bite. A deer. Of an average deer, yeah. the thickness of it. Like, it's insane how big that thing was. Yeah. That is out of control. Were you nervous to even Crazy. be that close to it? Yes, absolutely. And I stayed on like the other side of Rob. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, at any minute, it could decide it's mad and charge us. You know what I mean? But you just try to watch its body language. And apparently, buffaloes, so their tail goes up and starts to like flick when they're like getting agitated and ready to charge you. So that's a good sign to watch out for elk. I don't know. Just. You know what I can't find though? At, when you were talking about the Buffalo part, uh, and now I think about it every time I say it because I'm meat eater. They're like, it's a bison, not a buffalo. But I just, I've always called it a buffalo. I'm going to keep doing it. And, Literally uh, interchangeable. It depends on who you ask. If you want to be scientific about it, like yeah, the person this just monkey is dope. So. Get this monkey out of here. Anyway, I can't find any pictures of, of people standing next to Buffalo. Like you see all these cool pictures of Buffalo, but it doesn't give you any scale. Buffalo? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fair point because it is. It's so hard to. They are just go on YouTube and type so in Yellowstone big. Buffalo Attack, and you'll get to see how fucking amazing these buffalo are. <laughs> they're going, they're going they're the like, rest of my night. People's cars. It's fucking insane, dude. They're the size of a car. Like if you have a Prius, it's twice the size of your Prius. Like I'm not exaggerating. They are massive. Like the ground. Prius- like, Listen, I'm saying I've just watched these. I don't even know why I was watching these videos, but I was watching them earlier today. And there's one with this buffalo. Literally, like, there's two buffalo fighting. These people get too close. So the buffalo peels off from fighting that other buffalo and starts fighting a Honda Civic. Then it's lifting <laughs> the front end of the car off the ground. It's insane, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's if wild. I see one of those things and I was riding through Yellowstone, I would fucking hammer down and get out of there so fast. It it really is, and like, but you don't want to be like, you don't want to spook them either. So it's like, I was like trying to like get behind it. It's like right on the side of the road. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go slow and steady. And I've got my helmet camera on. So I'm like slow rolling past it. And I like whip my head to the side to get like good footage as, like, as I go past. But holy shit, I'm watching. I'll tell you, that was the move. You type in Buffalo Attack on YouTube and you watch <laughs> people doing what Amy said. Where yeah, you're not like, sleeping at night, bud. <laughs> it gets so close. Shit. 
They got a kid right there with him and the guy has to push the kid out of the way and then he just gets wrecked instead of the kid, thankfully. It's just like, like natural, natural selection right there. Yeah. It's just those like Darwin Award winners. Yeah. Any animal that big, just don't get too close to it. Period. Yeah. Unless you're going to kill it, stay the fuck away from it. <laughs> right. And even then, do you have a gun? Probably not. So back off. You're not going to fist fight a buffalo yeah. gonna square up yeah throw one to the jaw <laughs> just, just yeah, break your arm and it's like what are you doing they're as tall as this like suv yeah it's huge and like you get up close and the head is like it looks fake like the head is a giant round you gotta think of like in real life what would even be that size but i can't even think of anything like a okay. propane tank, <laughs> like, yeah, know, like the largest me. compressor you can think of. When I was a little kid, my my uncle owned a bar and they had a, a taxidermy buffalo head in the bar. And I remember being a kid and just like looking up at it and being like, this is impossible. How big? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way is anything that big. Right. That's This is crazy. Yeah. And it's funny. You go out there. It's like it just it does make you feel a little insignificant in like a really cool way, you know? It's just like yeah. you're in Yellowstone. Guys have been going off for who knows how long. These animals are like these magnificent things that don't give a crap about who you are or where you are. It's just, that's pretty neat. It is pretty cool. Pretty neat. I definitely, I, I don't think I could shoot one. I think I'm, I'm too mesmerized by them. Yeah. It's oh, cool. I would smoke one right in the face. I could definitely shoot a buffalo. Yeah. A Texas hard shot that fucker. <laughs> need more of them. I want all I the buffalo. Could never, I could not shoot a mountain lion. This is Rob and I've had this conversation. He gets mad at me. I don't. He doesn't like it. But like, I couldn't shoot a. I couldn't shoot a mountain lion. Oh, they're the same. Oh fuck that! I would kill a mountain lion so fast. I couldn't do it. They Something attack little cats, kids man. and shit. They're a top apex predator. Buffalo, but not know. a mountain lion. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. How? Yeah, cats. I, I heard mountain lion is actually very good. I mean, if someone gave it to me, I'd try it, but. It's not, and like, and if you're going to actually hunt them, you need like dogs and you're treeing them and that's fucked up. I don't know. I don't want to terrorize anything before I kill it. I want it to be like a one and done. I have no like desire. I mean, you're only going to shoot it one time. I don't want my, also, I don't want it pumped full of lactic acid so that it tastes gross when I eat it either. There's a reason why you want to have like a nice, quick, clean kill, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I just couldn't, I couldn't kill a cat. The lactic acid, you got to make sure that deer stretches before it dies so it doesn't have any lactic acid built up. I think they're going to have lactic acid no matter what. No, when the, when, the adrenaline, when the adrenaline and the cortisol builds in like that, that's literally, you can look it up. I'm not, I'm not making this up. That changes the taste of the meat. No, that is true. Yeah. They say that if you put a bad shot on like a deer, the deer will yeah. be a lot, like the meat will be a lot. A lot tougher. When you have like gamey, that weird gamey flavor. Yeah. That's very frequently because I mean there's a million more ways you could fuck it up, but like you don't want to let it sit and all that. But if it if it's been like in an adrenalized state for a same period before you before it actually dies, all that lactic acid has built up in their muscles and it stays there and it changes the flavor of the meat. No shit. That's One why more. you want like freshly sniped. One and done. Nice clean kills. Right. So. Yeah, the only thing too, like Rob and I had this conversation the other day, actually, because we were talking about the 
the wild boar because people always say, oh, wild boars are not that good, wild boars are that good. And we started talking about it. It's like, well, it kind of makes sense, right? Because very rarely are you hunting wild boar where you're just shooting it and it dies right away. You've got dogs. People are chasing it on four wheelers or in helicopters, like whatever yeah, weird shit. Boar's kind of disgusting out. in itself, though. But, I guess like, like the grossest pig. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they are. But like the boar that I have, not gamey, tastes good. But like it was a one shot and like it wasn't like terrorized ahead of time. But if you think about animals that are like, especially if they use dogs, probably going to taste not as great. That's true. Fuck it. I'd still eat it. (laughs) 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 I need a damn 50 cal to shoot a buffalo for that thing not to be terrorized. What kills a buffalo fast? Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder what. Can you can't hunt buffalo anymore, right? I mean, that's not like a thing. I think you can in Alaska. Or no, that's is that bison? Are these different? No, I think isn't it? I thought these are different things. I remember Steve Rennell talking about this. One hundred percent, they're the same thing. It's just a different vernacular for it. It's not. They're not different animals. Oh well, I've seen. So I've seen him kill one. So you can definitely hunt him somewhere. Oh. I, I want to say it's Alaska though, or like some crazy fucking cold place. There was a shitload of snow. And they're wearing like they're hunting with like Eskimos. <laughs> Northern so where public herds require culling and private ranches. Yeah. Oh yeah, certain areas of Utah. Dude, okay, so you can see that like in some of these pictures on this website, people like sitting next to the one they shot, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, like the the guy barely fits next to its head. The head like hides the hunter. It's so big. Yeah, that's some wild shit. Oh, the meat eater always has our answers. Alaska, Arizona, Montana, Utah, and Wyoming. Lotteries. All right, guys. We just start putting in lottery tags for bison then. 30-06 with a 220-grain bullet is the minimal weapon to meet the the specifications to hunt bison. Yeah, tell that dude from fucking uh, alone that. This dude (laughs) used a fucking jailhouse shank. Oh, the mu- guy, the, the guy muskox. who won the, the, the longer one, the muskox, he's such <laughs> Same a badass. Thing. <laughs> such a badass. Dude, people, so I'm reading a, an archery book by this guy, Marvin Klink, and he killed m- multiple of these things with a freaking longbow, which is just nuts. I'm like, how are you? And apparently. Okay, so let's start small. Let's start small. Just try and get a deer listen, first. I'm trying to die. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get gored like these people at Yellowstone. Oh, Trying God, to sneak yeah. up 15 yards on a buffalo. I'm like, what's up? Dude, here, here's something wild. You only have to be shooting to legally hunt bison with a bow. It only has to be a 50-pound draw. That's pretty much the law everywhere in the country for hunting any animal. I know, but this is not any animal. This is. A I mean, elk animal. is the same thing. Elk's fucking like 1,000 pounds. Elk are huge. Sounds hard to draw. They are, but damn. Yeah, 50 wow. pounds just seems light. Oh, so here's the thing. Oh, Loctite, you ain't going to like this one. If you use arrows and broadheads, they must weigh 300 grains total weight. So no 100 grains yeah. getting thrown into these bison. <laughs> wow. Imagine trying to pack out a buffalo, though. Oh, my God. That's, that's when you need horses or mules or something. Like, you have to be hunting far. with pack animals. Because, like, how do you do that otherwise? You drive your. Yeah. Uh, I think about people pack out elk. Yeah, 
I just yeah. watched this thing. These guys called uh, on YouTube. Greece, you check these guys out. They're like DIY hunt guys. They mm-hmm. hunt pump. I think it's uh, I think it's hunt the public. The hunting public. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, these guys just went to Colorado and are they like are they from Maine? They're from New York, I think. Or the, I think they're somewhere local I think they're from, there, right? I think they're from upstate New York. Because the first okay. videos I seen of them like a few years ago, they were it was always upstate New York content. I feel like I follow them on Instagram. So these guys just killed a fucking elk fifteen miles from the truck. They camped out for like seven days. <sighs> they packed the elk out in one trip. Fifteen miles in one day carrying an elk on their back how it took them like the whole entire fucking elk there was i think it was four of them it was insane like these dudes like there was one point where they stopped for a break and the dude could not stand back up his legs were just like done they would not move anymore i mean yeah right so they just gave him two sticks and he just used sticks as he was walking. <laughs> yeah, 15 mile pack out in one day, just one trip. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that. I mean, I'm, that like, I'm like, not like stronger in shape, but like just think even of getting walking that 15 miles yeah. in a mountain with nothing on your back. That's no. fucking insane. Yeah. That's a long day. Yeah. That's so nothing. badass. Damn. Yeah. If I find one ounce of lactic acid in that elk, <laughs> Think about me. the lactic acid in those hunters here. <laughs> the most. No one's ever eaten those guys. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. That's fantastic. I'm so, re- hey, listen, if you look at my screen right now, I look like an evil villain, dude. I'm like in a chair with like this amazing monkey mural behind me. It's pretty impressive. I like it. I, I feel like Doctor Evil. I don't even know where this <laughs> monkey came that. from, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think that comes stock with Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this got on my computer, but I like it. So yeah, we definitely got to do. If we can get it going this year, it'd be awesome to do a hunting trip with all of us. That would be badass. I feel like it's like tradition at this point. You yeah. Know? Listen, yeah. I have a mission. For you guys, Greece, you need to get on this game of hunting squirrels. Amy, I know you're going to be down for this. We need to get as many squirrels as possible for hunting camp so we can have like a legit squirrel stew the way me and Rob made it last year. Because it was Beast. fucking amazing. I know, he hasn't stopped talking about it. I don't even remember what we did. <laughs> we're going to have to listen back to the podcast. But I remember we were like dumping <laughs> beer in it. And like, put, we just went in here with, you know, that huge spice thing he's got? Yeah. yeah. We just lined up all the spices and we're like, bam. I think it was blind luck that that came out good. Or yeah, maybe it, was, it wasn't that good and you were so drunk you thought no, it was No, it awesome. was so good because we had those mushrooms that you guys found. We put those in there. Oh my God, it was fucking delicious. Yeah. I guarantee there's there's harpoon dunks IPA in that stew. Absolutely. Oh, it might have been. been for sure. <laughs> so listen, anyways, for real. As okay. many squirrels as you can smoke. We need all of the squirrels for this year. Yeah, squirrel hunting up there is easy. They're everywhere. Lock tight. So listen, there's this black squirrel that's always near the stand that I hunt up there. And for the past two years now, I'm like, I'm going to waste an arrow. I'm telling you right now, if you get Down 10 in the, yards in the lower, closer. The lower stand, the double one? Yeah. Yeah. He's always like 45 yards to my left. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to make that shot, but I'm, I'm about to attempt it. <laughs> I took I took two black squirrels 
off the property two years ago. I didn't want to wipe them out too much, but, but they're definitely there's a strong uh, I don't know, genetic component up there. There's yeah. a lot of the darker squirrels. Yeah, I want to bring my pellet gun, but I feel like if any game wouldn't come and I'm sitting in a deer stand in the rut with a pellet gun, they're not going to appreciate it. Yeah, that might not go too well. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. Lockdown, you got to send me a uh, a link to any appropriate air rifle to get in on this game. Yeah. Yeah. Just get a 22. I, honestly, honestly Just dude, get I got 22. mine. I got mine at Walmart for 60 bucks, and it's a 22 air rifle. Yeah, but they, I mean, I, I shot a squirrel in your yard with it. That's one I yeah, used, Yeah, with right? that twenty-two air rifle, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it smokes them. They have yeah. not a chance. But, I mean, if you're going to invest in 60 bucks, go 100 bucks and get a decent twenty-two rifle. You know, the perfect for that. Yeah, well, when you get the even, air even rifle, you can like, hunt these things in your yard. Yeah. Like, Grease could shoot the air rifle That's in his true. yard and just kill every squirrel that came in his yard. <laughs> That's true. Dude, there are so many, too. There'd be a lot yeah. to get yeah. here. Yeah, get the air rifle, dude. Where's that? Nice. All right, guys. Can I take down a deer with an air rifle? No. They do have air rifles that people hunt like buffalo with. It's fucking insane. All right. Yeah, we've been at this for like eight hours now. So. All right. Well, Amy, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming on to talk about the US Tour 2022. And we will be doing another one. Oh, you will. I'm sure. As soon as we get this hunt in the books, and then we'll be doing right. the recap. That's right. When that grease takes down a buffalo. <laughs> All right, guys. So while the bison slash buffalo debate remains unfinished, this episode is over. So before we close it down, let's thank some of the people who make this show possible. First up, we got Deadbeat Customs out there in Tuxbury, Massachusetts. Head on over to deadbeatcustoms.com. Scoop yourself some parts and use code LOWLIFE at checkout to save yourself a couple of bucks. Next, we got Hypnic Jerk Customs out there in Sydney, Australia, making some of the dopest. Headlights, taillights, jockey shifters, points, covers, and a whole lot more. Follow them on Instagram at Hypnic Jerk Customs. Next, we got the homie John Luke at Stay Strong Co. Grab yourself some of the dopest hot sauce in the motherfucking game. Follow him on Instagram, Stay Strong Co. LLC. And when you ask him about that can of hot sauce, make sure you tell him you heard about it on the Low Life Chopper podcast. Next, we got Steel City Blacksmithing crushing the smithing game out there in PA. Make sure you are following Josh at Steel City Blacksmithing on Instagram. He's taking custom orders. So whether it's a medieval mace or a twisted frame, this dude can hook it up. Give him a follow and let him know what he can do for you. Next, we got Ben Daly over at Ray's Hell Motorcycle Co. Out there in upstate New York doing custom work, full builds, full merch line, and a whole lot more. Follow Ray's Hell Motorcycle Co. on Instagram and his personal page, Ray's Hell Daily. And then last but not least, we got Dan Bliss at No Luck Paintworks crushing the paint game right out there in Manchester, New Hampshire. This is the perfect time as the season is winding down to get those tins, get that frame, get that guitar, whatever it is you need painted over to Dan so he can square that thing away over the winter and you'll be back in style next riding season. All right, guys. 
So, to close this one out this week, I will say cross-country travels and miles galore. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Whiskey I Us Tour. (laughs) 